Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Quarter podcast here on Wednesday night, June fourteenth, episode one sixteen. And money's here, right next to me. Depending on what you're looking, my right, Ryan's left, your right, my left. Who the fuck knows? Ryan is here, and below both of us, where she likes to be at the power bottom position, it's Kate. Where she generates all the power. You know what I'm saying, it's Ryan? It's true. NWA it's ain't doing it. True. Someone's gotta generate the power. Uh, and what better the, place to do it from than the bottom? Not the NWA power, or just power. Pro Wrestling Podcast here checking it out. I say that is how you dynamite. That what is up? right. Yo, that dude rules. That is right. That is how you dynamite. And we are going to talk about dynamite. We we've got so much to talk about. We've got Dynamite. We're going to touch Rampage in a in a way that is, you know. Sexual. Not, <laughs> We're going to touch them. That is appropriate. Sexual? That's the word I was going to. I was trying to find appropriate, but my brain shut off right in the middle of that statement. Um, Guys, Kate, do it, you know what's so special about today? I was just going to bring this up, Kate. Let's see if we're aligned. Can you tell me what today's special day is? Mm-hmm. Today uh-huh. is the day that the world got a little bit prettier because it's pretty Peter Avalon's birthday. Yay! And happy birthday to maybe the longest running bit on the show. <laughs> We've got some long running bits. But this I don't know. Kate's desire for pretty Peter is... is... It goes back, I think, to the, does it go back to the pre-branded days? I think it, it does. It might be. Yeah, it might. Um, I was going to bring that it's up. It's a long running run bit. I was going to ask, did you? how did you observe the holiday? Um, well, I went for a nice hike. And in the middle of the forest, with nobody around, I just had like a nice, you know, like... When you go on a hike, it's a nice physical activity, but it's also a nice. Hold on. Is this appropriate? Because I've seen movies on the Internet that start this way and they they turn. No, 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 no. Okay. I just want to make sure. Black leather couch. You're good. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. (laughs) No, I went. A hike's a great place to go. A good Mm -hmm. physical activity. Also very mentally clearing. A nice Mm -hmm. way to check in with yourself. Okay. And in homage to Peter Avalon and to the show, sometimes you just like to, what's the thing of like a tree falls and nobody hears it? Did the tree really fall or whatever? 
It's kind of like if you go into the middle of the forest and yell, I want to fuck Peter Avalon and nobody hears it. You know? It is amazing how much better you can hear you when you talk into the microphone. I know. My setup sucks. Is this better? Now it's like in the frame. Who cares? My mic is in the frame. People know we're talking into a mic. Yeah, yeah, Ryan can't even Mike's keep got a his wandering mic. Right, fine. M- Mike, uh, Mike, Ryan can't even keep his mic down. Ryan's mic takes a little bit of that blue chew or the four hymns, whatever it is. It's just won't stay flaccid. It's doing it on its own. Is there a longer running bit than the FMK Peter Avalon always being my F? Wait, I don't know if there is. Wait, it's... wait. Okay, Kate, I got one. Okay. FMK, Peter Avalon, Eddie Kingston wielding gas can. We've done that. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, we have now included oh, ZSJ. <sighs> now this is tough. <sighs> I think, and I hate to do it because he just returned. But I think, obviously, obviously, I want to fuck Peter Avalon. Okay. That is clean. Very You're clean. Welcome. You're welcome for that one. That I have to schlong. When these t-shirts take off, I'm getting a soundboard with our production budget. And I I'm feel- gonna have eighty thousand cuts of Kate just going, I wanna fuck pretty Peter Owl. Look, if it wouldn't like- get us in trouble, we would make that a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would probably get us in trouble. But um I think I'm gonna marry ZSJ. And kill off Eddie. Whoa. That's shocking. Ryan is speechless. I've killed killed Eddie off before. Because if you're not going to marry Eddie, you've got to... Not gasoline can wielding Eddie. I mean, that's the only Eddie that gets brought up, really. Because if you're not not going to marry Eddie, you got to kill Eddie. (laughs) Like, there's no... You can't just let him walk around. He's going to come get you. Okay, can we do one more? Can we run it back and then we'll move on to see check in on some others? But here's right. one. FMK, gas can wielding Eddie. Mm-hmm. Hernia sticking out of his belly, Eddie. Or um uh uh fuck. Uh Redeem these nuts, Eddie? Yeah, I'll do that one because I can't think of the other gimmick I was going to go well, with. We're, sure. We're going to F redeem these nuts, Eddie, because that just okay. feels like the right thing to do. Okay. Uh, you're going to marry gasoline wielding Eddie Kingston, and you're going to kill hernia Eddie Kingston just to put him out of his misery. That sounds so painful. Okay. I thought maybe you'd want to marry him and take care of him for the rest of his life. No, I'm, man, Seriously. I'm in my mid 30s. I'm not trying to like find a fucking project. Late 30s. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so Kate is clearly good. She observed the holiday today. How did um, you celebrate pretty Peter Avalon's birthday? I didn't. What? I didn't. I went to work and I came home and I watched wrestling. You know, it was bad enough with Jesse Ozog and not getting Jesse Ozog the stickers, which I'm hoping you're going to apologize for later. May, uh, we'll see. I I, I would hope so, as it's the very least you could do. 
But to be so unprofessional. Kate, Ixnay on the stickers. We're out right now. The Jesse's not even going to get them? No, he's got them. But Ixnay, don't even mention stickers. We're going to mention stickers. Oh, God. Because we're so super popular. Well, we'll talk. I'll talk about. I'll talk. I'll give an update on stickers. We should. We should tell people there's a wait list because our stickers are so sexy. Yeah, they're sexy and they know it. Let's let's get to this. Ryan, how did you celebrate Peter Avalon's birthday? Ryan's deflecting, so I wanted. I went looking. I went looking around for pinkies. Did you find any? No. Mainly because I was by myself and there was just no one to pinky with. But God, do but better. I do want to point out do how better, I actually, guys. well, I really did fail because JBJ's comment of actually a shame no one is rocking the pretty Peter Stash right now. First of all, hi JPJ from a love wrestling hi, uh, between two beards, but you have the whole beard. Who cares? There's a stash here. It doesn't connect. Let, let's well, be Peter, clear here. Peter's clean I, shaven now, isn't he? Or like he's bearded uh, and and stashed. Had I known. This is where I failed because I didn't research that it was his birthday. We all know I would have bought the most ridiculous mustache I could have found. Well, it was all over. Even I knew it was his birthday. I just chose not to celebrate it. Yeah, because you're a fucking coward. I don't celebrate many birthdays. <laughs> even I got to be honest. When we were on the Jericho cruise we ran into him and he like knew who I was. I was like, please know me from that time that we pitched a bit and not from shouting. Oh, I <laughs> hope I wanted to be that one so badly. Oh, you're the girl who really shouts. wants to fuck me. Oh, you're the girl who every week shouts about how she wants to fuck me in a game of FMK. My I mean, God. There are worse ways to be known, I guess. There are. There are. Well, Kate had a great day. Um, Schlong, have you been good? I've been grand. Okay. Do anything fun? Uh, I, uh, just to, because she's trying to pull it, I'm going to delay a little bit. Mm -hmm. See what I can do here. I got nothing, but I'm just going to keep talking and and keep her away from getting it. Uh, But no, I did nothing. I got no life. Okay. But on. She's stealing your gimmick, Aunt. I know. Well, she can't steal it really because I got something here. I have it Yo, too, Kate. They look really fucking good. Hold on, guys. Let me get Jay White out. <laughs> so I can uh open up this. You should have bought two. I have um well, let me tell you a story I about I might the... go back and buy another one. I might have to take them out. That's why I said you should have bought two. Um, if I knew they looked this good, I would have. Because, like, this CM Punk figure looks good, but it's not great. Like, it's it's a good CM Punk figure. This one is fucking... Both the MJF and the CM Punk are, like, on real detail. They were more expensive, so they kind of should be, but, like, they're really good-looking figures. Really good-looking figures. Where his other one is just, like, pretty good. Well, this one was the um, flames away from my figures. This one that I got was the um, this came in the mail today. It was uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees Jade Cargill exclusive. Looks pretty good. 
that, that does belt look is good. shiny. Yeah, it is. I would, it wasn't a bad thing. It just it's a nice one. Looks good. I I'm very glad I don't have a I don't get the figures because I really would just be making joke taking them out of the one I'd probably be hooked on and have a million of them million of them like you and Matt. But then I also wouldn't be able to stop myself yet. And I would take the doubles out of the boxes and then record myself <laughs> doing things with them just for the jokes. And that would be a whole thing then. Well, here's the one thing I can tell you, Ryan. If you give me a second to get back to my microphone. Um, I do not buy two. I um I was not dumb enough to get into that game because I thought about it when it started. And then I saw the prices and I was like, "There, I can't afford to do two. So I never did two. So mine just stay in the box. Well, Matt only does one now because he ran out of space, right? Or he's got car payments. Man's got bills. He's got kids. He's got kids. I mean, how would we know? He hasn't been around to tell us. It's true. I don't know. Um, so Kate, you brought up stickers. I should probably mention I put it we put it on our social. Um, thanks to everybody who's been um requesting stickers. Uh, but we're currently out of product because we've gotten so many requests. So um But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can't even drum roll yet. No, because I'm not there yet. Hold on. I'll tell you when. It's a really I'll give you long the, drum roll. I'll give you the nod. Um, so I think when I talked last week on this show, we had like 40 requests that I had to get to from like the course of a week. Yes, sir. And I got to send out 20 and then we were out. Uh, I thought I had plenty of stickers. I did not. So, um, requests have still come in, but we're out of stickers. So we're sort of in a waitlist situation now. Kate, if you'd like to give a drum roll. <clears throat> We have placed an order for more stickers. Hey, a new version. We do also have a new version coming. Version 3.0. Uh, and what I'll say is this, and I said it to you guys in chat form or in text form, so it won't come as a surprise to you guys, but I will say this to the people out there. Um, I think after we run through these stickers, we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> Because I can't afford to keep printing stickers um, this Most quickly. Let's buy a bunch of t-shirts. Yeah, buy some shirts. Uh, Brandon Heaney in the chat says it right. Buy a shirt instead, you marks. Thank you. I can't emphasize this enough, okay? And I've been spreading the good word on every show I do. On Fightful, I'm talking about Mark Order shirts and stickers. Here, I'm talking about Fightful Select subscriptions. I can't emphasize enough, okay? I don't care that the microphone's in frame for this one. I don't appreciate it. I expect it. I expect you to subscribe to the Mark Order YouTube. I expect you to leave a like on this video so that people can find us in the algorithm. I expect you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com and whatever fucking, oh, it's 20% off, whatever the fuck. It's a Tuesday. It's a day that ends in Y. It's a day that has a vowel. 10% off so that we can wash away the pricey ass shipping. Okay. I expect you year round, any sale to be spending your money on Mark order t-shirts. There's several designs. If you're like, Oh, thanks Kate. I already support it. No, go buy more. And I expect 
you to check out our link tree. And I expect you to write Anthony a nice little note that says, I am so appreciative of these stickers and I will wait until the end of time if I have to, to receive mine in the mail because you are all such hardworking, wonderful, skilled, entertaining, sexy podcast hosts. I expect it. I do seven shows a week. I'm very tired. I checked my calendar. I'm on pace to do 400 shows this year. Okay. Humble brag. I, it's not a humble brag. It's justification for the fact that I fucking expect a a fucking t-shirt purchase. Is that so much to ask? Thank you. Not for me. Captain, my captain. (laughs) I also. uh, What a fucking C wordy thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Captain. Um, What a captain y thing to say. Look, we spend money here. We're ordering stickers. Ryan gets a different wig like every other day. He's he's buying discount switch combs because you guys aren't buying enough (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, he's got a new switch comb. (gasps) No, it's the same one. I figured out how to fix it. Okay, he fixed it. (laughs) He's too cheap to spend another buck twenty-five on a switch code. It was five forty-two. Five forty-two. The people aren't buying enough t-shirts. Otherwise, you could invest in a high-end switch comb for a hot seven ninety-nine instead. There were more expensive ones. I just wasn't spending the money. See, now this is the kind of look at pro wrestling podcast over here. Okay, this fella is basically best friends with CM Punk. CM Punk's on his Instagram all the time. Like, duh, like calling out people for dunking on people with injuries, like, constantly. They're besties. Which basically means CM Punk thinks you should buy a Mark Order shirt. And here's the important part, which I didn't even mention in my rant. We might need to go... Can we go back to single shot for this? Because this is the Oh, my God. Now she's calling fucking production shit? This is the important part, Ant. You know what the important part is. If you don't buy a Mark Order t-shirt, you don't support women. And you don't want to be sexist. So ProWrestlingTees.com, Mark Order. Go find it. Or you hate women. It's the wrong And URL. you are trying to it's the wrong set URL. back our abortion rights. You are trying. I gave the wrong URL. Gave the wrong you know? URL. What? I, go to the store and fucking search Mark Order. It's not that hard. ProWrestlingTees.com. Search for Mark Order. If you don't, you don't support me, which means you don't support women, which means you don't think we should vote. Okay? Okay. That simple. See, now we're in a conundrum. (laughs) That's like saying you don't want women to drive, Kate. We're we're stuck in a hard place. But it's consistent because, Ryan, have you bought a Mark Order shirt? No, he gets one on the arm. We all do. It's our show. Right, but he hasn't bought one. Ergo, he does not support women. Ryan, but we know that about Ryan. Yeah, Ryan hates women. Yeah, Yeah, I've been very vocal about this. So, never once supported a woman in my life. The long and short of this is uh, the long and long of this is more stickers are on the way. We'll see how far we can get through the requests. The interesting thing has been, um, I told you guys this too. The interesting thing is the number of people who are like, I found you on a free sticker website. And I was like, those exist. So 
people are just randomly requesting stickers and being like, I've never heard you in my life. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's true. Um, but I will, I will say, um, we'll send stickers out as soon as we get them. It's going to be, we put them into production over the weekend. They're being printed. They should be here next week and we'll start sending some more out. So when you, uh, when I get the new stickers, y'all, you will see them, but they look good. Y'all are going to see these stickers real soon. Y'all they're, they look different. Uh, which is good, but there's still Mark Order podcast, so that's great. I think you're gonna like them, at least unless everybody on on this show told me they like them, unless they're lying to me. But I like them. What Ant doesn't know is I got a hold of the order and just changed them to be my face. Look, Oof. it's basically you, you want to print stickers of your face, Ryan. That's you can charge them for yourself. Sure. It's basically the men's warehouse. You're gonna like the way they look. You that's are. What I'm saying. They look good. I don't shop so, at the men's warehouse. I guarantee it. And by that, I mean, if you don't like it, tough shit, they were free. So, <laughs> And go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkOrderPod um, to pick up a t-shirt while you're waiting. We or search the Mark Order Podcast in the fucking search bar. Yep. Or just go to our link tree in our socials. So. Yeah. Support women. Uh, all right, guys, I guess we should talk a bit, little bit about wrestling and I want to sort of, um, I want to continue the way we sort of did things last week only because there have been so many announcements as far as like what's going on sort of coming up for AEW. We talked forbidden door last week. I want to lead off with forbidden door again, because the picture is becoming a little more clear. They announced a number of matches tonight. But we knew we were getting Danielson versus Okada. We also knew we were getting Omega and Osprey. What we didn't know until tonight, and we saw a couple video packages and things sort of played out during the show. We'll talk about Dynamite in the second half. But um, we are going to get MJF versus Tanahashi. And we are going to get jungle boy and sonata thank you sonata your iwgp champion thank you you're welcome so um i had it here uh and i'm also uh, gonna be going now which is different than last week which i'm pretty pumped about i thought you meant leaving the podcast right now i was like why'd you even come on (laughs) oh now you're going to goddamn toronto i got credentialed you know I asked, I, I asked every single fucking person if you want to go to Toronto. And everybody said, no, I don't want to go to Toronto. And now you're going? Now I'm going because I got credentialed. I'm Who working. Who cares? We I'm working now. Going. What a fucking lame all of you. Affordable. I don't go to Canada. Why? I didn't even and know Canadians. who was on this show. And I was like, let's go. And everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to Canada. Hey. Oh. Let's go. Well, I got a bonus day off at work, so I'm off Monday. And now I'm working it, and it's free. And um, I don't understand why Ryan is all Will Ospreay about it and hates Canada, but all right. I wanted to uh, go. Kate, you see behind me? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Well, uh, four matches so far. They still have a little bit more to fill out, but two two good ones announced tonight. 
I'm, well, I'm and then there's it. a possibility of a third that came through tonight. Yeah. We're going to get some version of it. Orange okay. Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr., mate. Actually, that'd probably be... I got two matches out of it. you probably get Daniel Garcia versus um, Shibata. And then yeah, Orange Cassidy versus ZBJ. That, that, yeah, I think we'll we'll probably get both of those. Oh, that's, that's... If we get Zack Sabre Jr. versus Orange Cassidy there... Zack Sabre Jr. versus Samoa Joe at Death Before Dishonor, and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson at Wembley. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to have a lot of belts. I'm going to be happy. Wait, but Kate, I have a serious question here then. I believe that Zack Sabre Jr. versus Orange Cassie will be for the, the International. Mm -hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Samoa Joe is for the ROH TV and his TV, I believe. Is he going to lose both matches, or is he going to become double champ somewhere? I my guess is, <clears throat> I don't think the international title and the TV title will be a title match. I think the TV title versus the TV title match will happen, and I think, I think Zack Saber Jr. wins because I think if Joe's working Collision. And Zack Sabre Jr. has been working ROH anyway. Now, they're going back to live shows, so maybe not. But it kind of, like, he's been working so much ROH anyway, I feel like it kind of makes sense for him to have both TV titles. ROH and Collision are going to be recording on the same night. Oh, that's a good point. I, I don't feel, it doesn't feel right that Joe would work New Japan, though. Too, yeah. It, it, that feels weird. Because um, he'd be working three shows, essentially. He'd be working ROH. AEW Collision and, then and New, Japan. New Japan. Yeah. And it feels that feels off to me. It kind of feels both of them dropping feels off. And I also don't know if you're New Japan and you have G1 season coming up. Man, are you trying to keep this belt on Zack Sabre Jr. until he's like 30 and 0 and you push him through? Because the, the, the New Japan TV title feels very much like an international title to me. Like he's going around the world defending it. I don't think you want him dropping before Wembley, um, which makes me think he beats Joe. And I, I don't know if you want him dropping before the G1 either. So I'm like, you either have him drop real fast and move like quickly, I guess, or you have him sustain it through the G1. And I'm kind of like, why wouldn't you have him just and in an inaugural reign with the way it's been going and the way he's defending it in different companies, I'm, my booking would be, not that New Japan booking is ever straightforward. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like, just let him roll with it right now. Like, it's it's been such a healthy move for New Japan, I feel like. So I can't see him dropping to Joe before them getting free exposure. Guessing he's facing Danielson there getting a bunch of free exposure at Wembley without that title seems like a really dumb idea. Agreed. Real quick. I agree with that. I want to comment on it, but I will say, Plugo pointing out, saying that I am rocking a beer comb. No, no, no. It's a switch comb. Get it right. But I have the least full beard of the three of me. That's at three of us. That's a shot at Kate, not me. Hey, what the heck? Plugo. Kate is a beard. That's true. It can be one. Be your beard, oh baby. Okay. This guy doesn't even know what it means to be between two beards, so no. Oh, I'm very well aware. Um but I agree with you. I just again it's it's weird because I 
don't see him holding it though. He would make a great international champion. He would. And you're kind of running the same idea, right? Like, but I feel like this orange Cassidy reign has too much stock in it unless they turn that into a triple threat of some sort, which maybe they do, but that feels wrong. That is, that's such a tough call. I could see though, that the end of the match is where you get the guy that's eventually going to beat orange Cassidy come out. I feel like we've been saying that for months though. Yeah, Plus, sure. If way, you give me a Zack Sabre Jr. swerve Orange Cassidy triple threat. Apparently you said you had a great beard last week. I believe it. I just, um, I'm just out here saying shit on the show. We're aware. Sure. Uh, I don't want the triple threat, but I'm, I want Orange Cassidy versus ZBJ straight on. Yeah, just for the lazy kick versus the taps spot alone. <laughs> yeah, the I mean... Pele. <laughs> I think we're getting I think we're getting there and um, there's plenty more that they have time to add. So I think we're going to get there. I just uh, these are the only things that have for sure been announced, which is why we're sort of talking about it. So also point I purposely screwed up uh, Zach Saber's initials and Kate didn't call me out on it. And I'm very upset. Wait, what did you say? ZBJ. <laughs> I find I thought it. I, was, I, well, I thought your response because he's your boy. It's all right. Um, I don't so, believe that's his name until I see Zack Sabre Sr. anyway. If you think Jr. is good, <laughs> wait until you see Sr. Oh. Funny thing, uh, Sr., he's a little person. No way. How? Why or how would I know that? <laughs> I'm just having fun with you. I know. You're I'm, just saying. Weird. I'm in agreement. Uh, and... um. I want to talk about collision a little bit. So forbidden door shaping up. I want to talk about collision because we are um, colliding days away from colliding on the debut episode of collision. And we literally figured it out two seconds before getting on the air. Uh, Ryan and Kate will be doing a bonus show. We'll consider it a bonus show now because we don't know what's going to happen when collision gets off the ground and running, but we'll consider it a bonus show this week. Um, Kate and Ryan are going to do a debut episode review. Review, yes. You're not going to do it live. Or a watch along. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. But they're going to be on Saturday night doing something uh, to talk about Collision. And we should talk because there's been a lot of Collision news that came out. And they did announce a card tonight. We'll get to the card shortly. But this week it was confirmed that Mira will be returning on the premiere of Collision. Um, they did, uh, AEW on TNT did put something out on Twitter that said, having sent, uh, heaven sent and hell bent on glory, God's favorite champion Miro returns June 17th when AEW collision premieres on TNT. So we do know that we're going to see Miro. We don't know who he's fighting. They did say that tonight. Miro will be in action, which is great because we've been saying for months, and months like where the fuck has Miro been and we knew you know weeks ago he he was seen going into TK's office right so we knew that he was he was back but it's great that he's been confirmed he'll be on the the first show so exciting that we're gonna get to see Miro hell yeah uh, some other news that hit about collision this week not about collision but uh, it came out that um there was uh, an interview with Andrade um, on the Please Steal Our Ideas, a wrestling podcast, where he was asked if Collision would have its own roster. And he's actually um, 
he's in favor of a hard roster split. Uh, he said he'd even go pretty much as far as introducing a new championship for Saturday nights. He said, I don't know yet, but I hope separate as far as the roster goes. I hope AEW make a new title, maybe separate the brands like it's another company. I hope that Dynamite, the roster and the talent collision, this new brand for AEW, I wish separate. I don't know yet. And he also doubled down and said, I wish uh, about new belts. I wish, uh, I hope so too, because it's a new brand. We need new goals. If we have different titles, it's good because you can compete for the title. Um, he was also um, uh, asked if uh, something like a new title would diminish or distract from MJF's reign. Uh, he said, I think it's good. Uh, I love the idea because it's more opportunities for the roster, more storylines for the titles. I think maybe in the future or maybe soon, new titles is a good idea. I hope the office of uh, or the writers hear this 100%. We need a new title. I The only reason I bring this up, guys, is one, he's in favor of a hard roster split. We've sort of talked about our hopes about that. We haven't really spent too much time talking about the possibility of separate titles, but I am not in favor of that. I don't think they need to. Fucking wolf. No. I don't think they need to muddy the waters with more belts. My no. opinion is what we saw tonight during the Brian Cage uh, set, holding whoever in the air, the giant no that we saw also on the screen. That's my opinion on the more titles. No, 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 no. There's a ton of titles on the show already, man. Like, Absolutely not. I think um, I remember I was talking about it in WWE land and um, my Tuesday night co-host said, and I, I like this idea, like this flow is you have an active story going on one show and then you have contendership built up on another and they have champions float, right? So it's like if you have a tournament for six weeks going on one brand and an active story with one guy on another brand, that's like a nice kind of back and forth with that. Um, and the other thing is you already got other titles. I don't think it has to be an equivalent title all the time. I think you just need some sort of gold to make things feel important, especially with two two-hour shows. Like, I think part of what was hampering WWE was the guy that all their gold was on was on one brand and scarcely around. And you had a three-hour show that was bleeding. Um, and their mid-card champions weren't really being built to to be anything special. So if you have, like... I, tag wrestling is so important in AEW that it, it doesn't feel like it's a lower title. So if you have FTR on one program, that feels like an anchor draw. And if you have CM Punk and Miro and your international title over there, especially for a Saturday show... That feels like enough. I There's a ton of titles. And I'm assuming we'll probably get some ROH crossover because they are taping on the same day, as you pointed out. So um, not, 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 not in favor of more titles. No, I think we're all in agreement there. It just, you know, gets messy when you add more titles. They're, they're still doing okay with the number of titles they have. Let's let it, you know... I would say if they're going to do that, do it later, you know, like, let's see how it works out and then figure it out as we go. But I don't need it right off the top. I don't see I don't need to see them next week unveil a new title that we're going to have a tournament for. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't need it. Also, like someone like MJF, 
who's your champ, can be working both shows at the same time if he has to. Like, he could be in two feuds. Also, I, this is why the hard split kind of bothers me a little bit. But it's just, I don't understand why you have to, like, maybe there's TV concerns or something that they want to, like, say, this is where you'll see these guys, this is where you'll, but I don't understand why you have to say, like, Punk is Collision, the Bucks are Dynamite. Like, why can't the Bucks be Collision one weekend and Punk be Dynamite? Like, and that would then give your champs the ability to rotate in and out because they don't have to be set. Like, they can... You know, if you Orange Cassidy could show up on Collision to fight with somebody, could show up on Dynamite to fight with somebody else. As long as you keep certain guys rotating away from each other, you've you've, you've done the. Well, if champions are floating, that I think one thing. But the other piece of that is you have to sell tickets to the live shows and those markets, and there's a bit of an issue of a lot of these guys on Saturdays we're working indies and now you're asking them to take their indie dates away. So if you're setting up expectations with talent, that's really important because if you say you're on collision, they know I can't book my Saturday indie dates. If you're on dynamite, like if you look at, at Moxley's schedule and I feel like this might've been, this is purely conjecture. He booked out a bunch of his Saturdays because he's on dynamite. And I feel like that was his way of saying, I'm not available for collision because you told me I'm working these dynamite dates and that we're not working both. Um, so that that's like a huge thing. And that's been a reported thing too, is like, if you're just like hypothetically, right? It the, It's one thing if you're MJF, it's another thing if you're JD Drake and you might be getting a TV payment that weekend. But if you're not on TV, you want to go work indies. So they, I don't think a hard brand split means you have to be married to brands, but I think it's important one for expectations for fans who are buying for live events and two to keep your talent relations clean. Um, and, and egos, man, there's some people that don't want to be in the same building as other people right now. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a thing. So all I know is someone's got to talk to some of these indie promotions and say, listen, be really smart for you to realize that AEW is coming in on a Saturday. So you should be booking their guys for either Sunday or a Friday. Because I guarantee there's a lot of there's a lot to yeah. it though, because they also if you're an indie promotion, you don't want to run the same day as a WWE pay-per-view and you are trying to book out your fucking VFW hall before you get announced dates. Like it's it's not um it's not a, a, that clean of an ecosystem. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, That's less to do with the brand split. More just saying though, if you're an indie promotion, you know, AW's coming now on Saturdays, you should look to be trying to, this is just me saying you should be looking to trying to grab their talents that are around there for Fridays and Sundays. Cause they run those shows anyway. For sure. But there's a lot of, a lot of independent promotions that run the VFW hall, the second Saturday of every month. Or whatever, you know, and so it's oh, it's it's not a collision thing. doesn't I'm just... announce that they're coming into town until after you've already booked out that date. They're kind of sol, like it's a it's a pain in the ass. So I just don't want to see there be something like <clears throat> listen, like with the WWE, they do a draft, and essentially it doesn't mean anything. Like people just go between shows, like it doesn't matter. You've been drafted to Raw, but now you're able to show up on SmackDown. Like it just. If, if they're going to do something, they need to either go all in, no pun intended, 
No pun intended. They need to Unintended. No. They need to go, you know, uh, they need to just do it 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to split the roster, then those roster guys stay with one show. The other ones stay with the other show. And you float the champions between. If you're not going to do that, that's fine. But, like, don't set the expectation you're going to, and then you don't. And I don't think they need to in this case because they're appearing on the same network. You know what I mean? Like the same family of networks. It's different for a company like the WWE where you've got Fox who wants guys and you've got NBC who want guys. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants the stars. It's hard to to split, you know, kind of the roster there because, you know, everybody wants the star power. But everybody wants. Them. Are you saying that everyone's a part of the Warner Brothers family of media? Sure. I just wanted to sound corporate and douchey. I you can do. A, also, I would say I, if they do a hard split, I hope they don't tell us about it. Like officially in, I guess, in universe, I hope, like kayfabe, they don't tell us about it. Sure. Because it just then you're not married to the mistakes you can make of what WWE does, which is like we have a draft, but these guys still show up anywhere. So long as you don't announce it in universe no you you're not making a mistake then when someone transfers around i mean that's a low bar because you kind of can't screw up a draft more than wwe has they they literally <laughs> split their rosters announce certain people are free agents and can float between uh brands and then they just have other people floating between brands anyway like i i actually don't have a qualm with either a hard split or a softer split. I have a qualm with you telling me rules are going to be one thing and then just abandoning them. Like I, I think I don't mind like a, a hard brand split. That's not like um, an ironclad brand split where champions float. I think that's a clean, clean way to go about stuff because you have so many champions and then you have like important sub stories on each brand and then your champions can float like that that feels like a really fair yeah but i'm saying by not coming out within their kayfabe universe saying this has been drafted these are then you never run the risk of betraying your audience trust by saying orange cassie has been drafted to collision and then in a month he's on dynamite you're like this doesn't make like if you just if it's just something internally but never announced fans will catch will catch on that you only see these guys on these shows but then you're never backing, you're never screwing up your own logic. But if you want to change things up at any point, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, we will see what's going to happen once we get rolling on Collision. Uh, Tony Khan was uh, out and about talking about Collision. He was on Barstool Wrestling in an interview with Brandon Walker, and he and uh, Walker asked uh, Tony Khan how he thinks fans are going to react to the return of CM Punk. Uh, specifically about crowds outside of Chicago. Uh, and he said, I think it'll be very exciting to see how the fans react. I'm, But I'm uh, expecting a very positive reaction, particularly in Chicago for the first episode. I think then going forward, Punk's one of the most popular wrestlers in the world, so certainly he's going to get a great reaction. And depending on who his opponent is and the type of reaction he's trying to get, I expect Punk to connect to the crowd as well as anybody in the entire pro wrestling business he has an amazing connection with the fans and i think that's part of his longevity and his mystique uh, and his mystique is his amazing connections with the crowd punk's a really great wrestler and really excited uh to have him back at aew um tony khan was also asked um how collision will fit in the larger universe 
of AEW and if wrestlers would be exclusive to the new brand. He said, I'm going to be feature certain talent on certain shows, but I haven't drawn any hard lines or locked us into any kind of split roster. Again, he's, you know, who knows? Uh, I think people are going to be featured on uh, certain shows, but I also think that gives us a great opportunity to showcase certain wrestlers on both Dynamite and Collision at certain times and certain stories that can cross the shows. I think the champions of AEW will be the champions on every show and, frankly, every promotion in the world. We're not shy about AEW wrestlers going out and taking on the top stars, top competition from other companies. Um, you know, TK did also go on to promote Forbidden Door a little bit. So according to I, TK, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I have a question. Sure. Sorry, you, I would forget it. And I think it's a question we haven't asked. And I am curious if anyone has an opinion or if I'm, would you want Collision to feel different than a uh, Dynamite? Like, I want it to be different from a production look and feel standpoint. I don't need it to be a different type of wrestling show. You okay, know what so I, mean? like, I, I know production has, I was talking different type of wrestling show. So, okay, you know, because production, yeah, you need them to differentiate based on like that stuff. But for a while, and now it's changed back again, and Kate probably has better opinion on this than I do because she watches more of it. Um, for a while, there audience even now there's a big distinction in the feel of the show sometimes between raw and smackdown and i was just wondering if people are looking more for two more hours of, of dynamite just on a different night or if you want collision to feel like a different show i think you need it to feel like an alternative a show like i i I think it has to feel different in production. I honestly like, I feel like AEW has been really good the past couple weeks, but like it wouldn't kill them to switch up a fucking playbook every once in a while. Like, Oh wow. A few got set up in an interview backstage. Like they were doing such cool stuff. Like when they were in kind of what felt like that golden era of like Danielson and Punk had showed up and were like in their moment and whatever. Like, I feel like they really, They've really gone back to the same playbook on a lot of stuff. It would be cool if we got, I would like that across both brands, but it would be cool if we got more diversity in that regard. And um, I don't think you want it to feel like Dynamite's an A show, Collision's a B show, Rampage is a C show, even if that's kind of what it ends up being, because I think to pull numbers on Saturday, you're going to need it to feel like basically another A show to give you B show results. So I think you, you want it to feel like we have all this talent that was being underutilized. Like what they did with Thunder Rose's reign was dog shit. They've pushed Miro off cliff Andrade. And I'm not saying you need like a chip on your shoulder story for every single one of these people, but they have plenty of talent that was being underutilized. And there's so much more talent now, like in there's way more big guys than they used to be. There's way more luchadors than they used to be like, I think you can still have like the buffet of styles that you get on dynamite on collision, but you're going to want it to feel distinct in a way. And I don't think you want it to be like head to head feeling at all. Like, I, I think you want it to be like, Oh, this is this cool. Wednesdays is like this cool, sexy thing. And on Saturdays we get this other cool, sexy thing that feels different. Like you got the hot blonde and the hot brunette on different days. And I, I think that's the way you want to go. Yeah. Twins. Sorry. 
I was going to say, but I think you, I, and I think you can do that with different production values, different crews, right? Like, so Justin Roberts can stay on Wednesday Dynamite, right? Maybe have Dasha do the ring announcing on Saturday nights or Bobby Cruz. You know what I mean? Like, just just have somebody else do that. Have a different commentary team. Bring in Veda Scott. I'm sorry, what? Let uh yeah, I mean let let Veda do it, let uh let Ian and Caprice do it. You know what I mean? Like I know they're doing Ring of Honor, but like let them do Saturday nights. Do different production, different um uh commentary, you know, have different people working backstage. I think enough of that will give you a different feel to the show. But like what I don't need to see, Ryan, is basically like Dynamite is a live wrestling show and then Saturday nights turns into some sort of like pre-taped produced wrestling, you know, stuff. Like I don't need there to be a huge difference like that. Yeah. Real I think quick, on I just... Saturday they should bring back the tunnels. I miss the tunnels. Give me my heel and face tunnels back. Yeah, tunnels are fun. I, I this this made this made me laugh because it says like Wednesday is Ryan, Saturday's Kate, both equally amazing. This implies Ant is Rampage. <laughs> this implies Kate and Ryan are equal, which is an insult. Yeah, I know men are above women. We you. understand that. We've been over that. You're the eye candy. We know this. Just terrible. You know what? You be quiet, Rampage. It's gonna put somebody in a timeout. You better. Uh, <laughs> so um Last thing that happened was uh, Thunder Rose has also been making the rounds, uh, doing promotion for a Collision, and she did a Q and A for NBC Chicago. Uh, she did get uh, she did give an update to how her recovery is going from her injury, and she said it's going pretty well. Things are going as they're supposed to go. I'm super happy that I've been pain free. That was the most important part. I think it took forever. I think everybody's expecting me to give them news but I'm working out every day trying to get back in the ring as soon as possible. And if it's possible, that's what I'm trying to do. So of course, Thunder Rosa got injury. And when it was first revealed, she shared that uh, she was in a lot of pain and struggled to walk as a result of whatever her back issue was. Uh, so pain-free is obviously good news. Um, but it sounds like her status is still sort of like up in the air. Um, so, I mean, we will see. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Thunder Rosa. Um, but I will tell you guys this. The first card of this collision uh, is intriguing. It 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 feels like a big show and it should. Uh, our main event we know is going to be Samoa Joe, Jay White and Juice Robinson. Uh, the Bang Bang Gang versus CMFTR. We're going to get Miro in action, as we said before. We also found out that Wardlow is going to be uh, defending his title against Luchasaurus. We'll get Sky Blue and Willow versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. We're going to talk about uh, Tony, uh, Tony Storm and Sky Blue in a little bit here. Uh, and we're going to get Buddy Matthews versus Andrade. So that match should be uh, really good, too. Um, so, guys, episode one, we have a card. Um are you guys, I mean, I know Kate's excited because of CM Punk, but but honestly, uh, card's pretty good for a first episode. You've got to get things established, right? So it's sort of like we're starting from scratch because I'm sure they're going to want to establish some stories. 
Um, but they're obviously keeping some stories going from Dynamite. So it doesn't look like it's completely separate yet. But is this do you think this is enough to get the casual fan beyond CM Punk sort of invested in Saturday nights? Uh, I would be excited for this, even if CM Punk wasn't on the card, which is like a, a good litmus test to me. Like, I love Samoa Joe. I love FTR. I love Andrade. I love Buddy Matthews. I love what's going on with the international title. Like, that to me is a good litmus test because if CM Punk is on something, I, I'm automatically at least intrigued, right? Um, mm-hmm. But to me, the bigger thing is what does that look like when CM Punk gets injured in his return match, right? Like, what does that look like <laughs> right. when um, when CM Punk has UFC date that day or whatever? Like, it, I think it's important that it's not the CM Punk show. I think it makes sense that it's a CM Punk anchored show because he's clearly a proven draw. But I love a lot of the other stuff that's going on there. And just, like, kind of coincidentally... It features a lot of my favorite talent, and that's not an insult to anybody at Dynamite, but I just love a, a bunch of the guys who are and, and gals who are going to be on this initial card. Like, um, so I'm I'm very excited for it for reasons outside of Punk as well. But I I really like what they did today with Punk on the vignettes that we'll talk about on Dynamite. But I was like, I see what you're doing with this unpredictable, you better tune in to find out what I have to say thing. Like it's a, a well-played move. Schlong, what about you? You think beyond this dangling CM Punk in front of everybody, there's enough meat on the bone? I do. So the, to the, to me, this reminds me of when they launched dynamite and it was the Chris Jericho anchored show, but it wasn't, there was, there's enough other well-known and, and quality talent there that yes, he's your veteran who gets the casual, quote unquote, casuals who know him versus, you know, maybe some of the other guys. But you have Miro, you have Andrade, uh, you have Scorpio Sky, and then you have all the other guys they just don't use that much that you can now show. Um, but my biggest problem is that for whatever reason, or why we were thinking of the production of Collide, the song Collide from when like we were in high school got stuck in my head. The dawn is, dawn break. is breaking. And I'm Tony like, kind of actually just... tweeted that he was like rejected theme songs for Collision were did Howie really? Day. Yeah, he did. A, a I didn't few know weeks that. <laughs> I it should be the theme song because Rancid has a song called Collision Course, and I I'm intrigued if they end up getting the licensing for that because I think they know a guy. They do. Well, um, we'll see. And uh, Ryan and Kate will be here to cover. I'm going to be traveling, so I won't be here on our debut collision. Wait, show. I got to apologize to Marky Mark. He he apparently said this in the comments, and I missed it. I was too busy playing with my switch comb. But good call, Marky Mark. Whoa! Don't go playing with that on air. You know what I mean? Shake it once. That's down. fine. Oh, bam! Oh boy. Uh, and real quick, guys, I just want to touch on uh, Rampage. We could just go through the the results. Uh, Bandito and the Lucha how, Brothers. How do you want to touch on it? In an appropriate way that's consensual from both parties. Okay. Uh, so Bandito and the Lucha Brothers defeated Ethan Page and Big Bill, uh, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Um, we had a QTV segment. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Caleb Crush. Uh, we had an Arn Anderson Wardlow interview, clearly setting up for tonight. Um, Daddy S and the Acclaimed defeat the Spanish Announce Project. 
Um, we get an interview with uh, Kate's favorite people, Jeff Jarrett and his crew, where we now have the gauntlet laid down. It will be uh, Jeff Jarrett, Karen uh, Jarrett, and Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe, uh, Aubrey Edwards, and for some reason, Papa Briscoe. Um, this is the only thing I want to comment on. We can do it now or save it till the end. Let's hold it. We do it now. Let's hold on. Now. This is the last thing. Um, Sky Blue winds up defeating Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Mercedes Martinez in a surprise win uh, to earn her shot against Tony Storm tonight. And for those not counting, this was Sky Blue's uh, first win on television. Yet so. she is pretty much only wins on ROH. I'm just saying. It's um, yes. they have to think something of her to put her in that spot, winning over three other top tier uh, women talent, two ex champions. Right. And then she mm-hmm. gets a shot tonight. So we'll talk about her match tonight as we get into the second half. But um, Kate, the floor is yours to talk about. The mixed uh, trios match that we are going to get. Um. I'm not an Aubrey hater. I'm not like some of these people that are like, oh, she made a facial expression that offends me. I want my referees to have no personality and be fucking boring. I'm not one of those. I really like Aubrey. I think she adds a lot to the show. I think referees should have personalities. And certain wrestlers should want certain refs, right? Jericho never wants Aubrey. If you're a tag team that's a heel, you should always want Rick Knox because he can't fucking see anything, right? What the fuck is this? <laughs> the It's such a dumb fucking angle. And the way they set it up is even worse. I hated everything about this. Not only because Jeff Jarrett's on my screen, but because they sent Aubrey out there and she said, I can't face Karen Jarrett. And I was like, yes, because I'm a referee. What we were talking about last week, what Ant had a problem with. I would be biased. This isn't fair. Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, it's okay, though. If you get two dudes to wrestle with you, that suddenly undoes the fact that you would be fucking biased in a match. If you have Mark Briscoe, who was a special guest referee, and his dad, that undoes that you would be biased. What on earth is this absolute dog shit idea? I hate it. Now, I just need you to do me a favor, though. Pretend you're Tony Khan for a second. So take long pauses between sentences and stare I up. I have a special announcement. Sorry, you said pretend I was Tony Khan. I just yes, I know. I but you, you've just you've said, Aubrey, no. Sorry, you'll be biased as a ref. You can't have this match. But then Mark Briscoe walks into your office and goes, we're having this match as a trios match. Are you saying no to Mark Briscoe? Uh, if my initial fucking reasoning... Are you saying no to Mark fucking Briscoe as he stands in front of you? Yes, because I'm what booking him Briscoe's to be right Samoa Joe for Are you for saying the no to the Briscoe bu- buddies? Yes. I think you're I'm wrong. saying you're you can have a match... I'm saying you can have a match against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett on your own. But if your initial reasoning is that Aubrey is biased as a referee... Putting her in a mixed tag does not suddenly undo that yes. bias. That is fucking trash. That's true. 
stupid angle. Briscoe is such a figure that Tony Khan's like, I, I gotta say yes. He couldn't even be a figure on the show until like three months ago. <laughs> and now he's got to say yes to him. That's how the world works, Kate. No, it's not. And all of his pre prestige should be in Ring of Honor. It's not even in AEW. This is know. so bad, man. This is so dumb. Women get so little TV time in this fucking promotion. And I've turned the tide on a lot of it because there's an effort there this time. Like, there's a lot more women on television. They're putting a lot more effort into things. I've lightened up a lot. But this, when there are two women's matches a week, until collision, I know. Two women's matches a week. Then there will be three. Oftentimes. We'll see. I'm intrigued to see what happens there. It'll still just I, be like, two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll still be Take it off Rampage. It'll be fucking none, right? Like, I... The fact that this is what we're creating TV time for is garbage for like the fact that there are women in that locker room who can't get on TV, but Karen Jarrett can and Aubrey can get in the ring. I understand it's a one-off, but Jesus, this is the fucking worst one-off for someone with my taste. This sucks. You want to get Mark Briscoe on TV with Papa Briscoe? There's 9 million other fucking ways to do it. This is hot steaming middle of august new york city homeless guy took a dump garbage nope why is jeff jared sucking up this much oxygen on my television i'll never know this is so fucking dumb four title defenses in, since january get off my fucking screen i mean jeff jared didn't defend the title at all well he's been in fucking four title challenges then right i think jeff Jared hates women it. I think Jeff Jarrett has earned it. I don't want to see an, a referee in a wrestling angle like this. I, I That's what I said last week. I don't understand why Papa Briscoe. That's also what I just can't figure out. Why? I mean, he was like, oh, one person told me not to trust you, and it was Papa Briscoe. Like, I get it, but, like, why is he wrestling? Eh, it's a cheap pop. I'll take that. My thing is this. We're now... As of Saturday, Rampage will be firmly established as the D show. doesn't matter that there's no one shows between. It's going to be the D show. And for this thing to happen on the D show, I'm okay with it. So you're like, that's like saying they're going to appear on The Shining Wizards. <laughs> Let's not get too far. I mean, come on. Okay. Then uh, it's like they're going to be showing up on... What is it? The Midnight Jury? What's the other stupid show? Well, we just go Duke and Rogue. I mean, there, there's about 10 minutes of ads for it. That's true. They are a Gorilla Brain podcast. They I are. just, I also, I just, in wrestling, I hate it so much when you go out of your way to tell me something and you betray it in the same fucking segment. It drives me insane. I'm a referee. I can't do this. Okay, well, what if it's a mixed match? Doesn't change the thing that you literally just told me. Don't lie to me right in front of my fucking face like this. It's stupid. Hate it. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Do better. Well, we will see. Um, it's not going to be good, but we will see. I think see. it's going to be excellent. I don't have to review it anymore. Match. So. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, we've done an hour. We're going to step aside and take a short break. And while we do that, I will listen to Collide by Howie Day. You, Ryan's going to listen to Collide by Howie Day. Kate's going to go do some something while she thinks about 
pretty Peter Avalon. I don't want to think about that. And then I'm going to maybe get a drink, maybe take a pee pee. And um, I'll still make it back in time to hear all of the words from the Duke and Rogue podcast. But you people should sit and stay tuned. We're going to talk about Dynamite in the back half and a bunch of news that happened beyond Collision and Forbidden Door that we've already talked about. Uh, But for now, stay tuned. We'll be back after some words from some of the other fine programs that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to amazon.shiningwizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, merch.shiningwizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is The Shining Wizards. What's up, folks? It's your boy, The Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports, entertainment, broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, bitch you, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years 
We've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down-under pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and if you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJNs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulkaplex? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke Road. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of WCW. I know what we're fucking talking about! Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That, uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the, the, the Nards plows. I like Nards plows. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Bags, Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right. And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo stops by. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to the Year of Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, 
Take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. All right, we're back here on the Mark Order podcast. Uh, So uh, in case you're tuning in now, we talked about Forbidden Door in the first hour. We talked Collision. We touched on a little bit of Rampage. So feel free to go back and check it out. If you're picking us up now, uh, but before we move on to Dynamite, we're just going to take care of a few pieces of business quickly. Uh, please give us a look on social media at Mark Order Bot, Mark Order Pod. Uh, Mark Twitter. Order Pod is our calendar. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, you know I didn't want to give that one away, but I guess I did. Um, Mark Order Pod on all social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Give us a follow. See what we're doing on socials. Uh, and you could also find our link tree there. We've got all of our social media linked directly there, uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, where you can subscribe to us in podcast form, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, any subscriptions, likes, rates, reviews, that helps us out greatly. So if you want to support us, please take a few minutes. We appreciate your time to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, the second thing you could do is you can put in your request for stickers when we do get them in as long as we have them in. Um, So uh, go click the button to request free stickers and fill out the form. We've got a new form, ladies and gents, uh, which helps us keep uh, track of things a little easier. So fill out that form and then we will send you out some Mark Order podcast stickers. I have this is my last look, guys. This is my last Last. circle sticker. And I've got some more of the square ones, and then we've got the new ones coming. We'll show you those when we get them in. But uh, get your requests in, and we will uh, put you on the list. And as soon as we get them in, we'll start shipping them out again. Uh, Those are completely free, by the way. And they are here as long as we got them to send them out. And then we're going to take a break with that for a little bit, I think. But the other thing you could do is uh, you could head over to Pro Wrestling Tees and check out our official Pro Wrestling Tees store. Uh, You could go to the link tree in our bio and go there directly. Or you could go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkOrderPod. Or you could just search MarkOrderPodcast on Pro Wrestling Tees and you will find us. uh, And you can order one of our four shirts, two single prints, two double-sided prints, Whatever you like. And don't forget, as Kate says, if you don't order a shirt. You don't support women. So there you go. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, any money you spend there goes right back into this show for all the things we we like to do for you guys, uh, like getting stickers and, uh, you know, putting some production value into the show. I know it doesn't seem like there's a production, but there is. Uh, Bro, pay so. yourself back for the stickers. I'm just saying it on air. At this rate, it's going to take us a long time and a lot of shirts. So, um, so pony up, ladies and gents. Let's go, folks. Um, no, but get a shirt uh, if you want to show your support. Yeah, also, actually, we we also we also don't say this. I think enough. Uh, if you do enjoy this show and you have friends out there who listen to wrestling podcasts or recap shows or are really into AEW, please send them our way. You know, uh, it's the least you can fucking do. Like, just annoy your friends uh, so much that they have to check us out, and then they're gonna hate us. But still, just have them come. Uh, Remember when to Matt was a. Uh, person on the show 
No. So we there was this guy for a while named Matt. He's on the Monday Night gimmick, the like D show. Doesn't ring a bell. I remember I remember a guy who fell asleep on the show. That was a different that was a different Ryan. Oh, that was a Ryan. Oh, okay. A okay. Ryan. There was this yeah. Matt fella. He showed his boobies a few times after oh, a couple yes, of spice yes. mugs. Mm-hmm. Um he also does the bread club with a way better host, Kieran on Fight Over Bugs. Very true. That guy. Oh, Kieran's great. He's Kieran's a true great. New love Japan Kieran. Expert. We love Kieran. It's true. <laughs> um he used to remember he'd always get himself in trouble by wearing t-shirts to the gas station and stuff and people would be like oh sick and he'd be like well i have a podcast if you want to learn about it but matt doesn't like to talk to people so it was a real catch 22. (laughs) we should make a who's matt shirt my mic wouldn't unmute uh yeah uh we should um uh most people i think there were just so you guys know we do like we do see um we do see when people like leave comments and stuff like that like on so i don't you guys might not know but every once in a while i'll go into the anchor and you can see like um you know people who comment or stuff like that or like if we put a poll up like on anchor and it goes out to different places like you could see all that stuff there were a few comments. I don't remember who left them, but they were they made me laugh so much. Someone said, who is this fucking guy? Get him out of here. And it was definitely a mad episode. And then um, we must have talked about it on the next show. And they responded like um, they responded something like this guy sucks. Get him out of here. Thanks for reading. <laughs> Thanks for seeing my comment or something. <laughs> it was Damn. funny. You guys found my burner. I mean, what? (laughs) I don't read comments. Um, So uh, I also need to uh, do this quickly, and I'm going to do this to myself. Um, It's that time. I did mention stickers, and I do see somebody popping up. I would like to to continue going with this, um, if you guys don't mind. I'm going to look here again, uh, and uh, I'm going to say... um, I need to send my sincerest apologies out to one uh, Jesse Ozog. And uh, for those who don't know, a uh, little little Mark Order Pod context. Uh, Jesse Ozog requested stickers. It came sort of like on the back of another request. I missed it. He waited like weeks for his stickers. And I had plenty of stickers. And I just need to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, it was unprofessional, and I can only hope to live each day trying to be better. And I truly apologize for the unprofessionalism to Jesse Ozog personally. Uh, it will never happen again. And the only reason people will be waiting now is because now we're so over. Jesse Ozog was in way from the start, but we're so over now that we've we've run out of stickers. I'm glad that Jesse got his. The rest of you guys will have to wait till they come in. And Jesse, something I can do for you. I'll make sure you get the new stickers when we get them. I'll make sure. Thank you. Uh, so, that being said, um, I will um, move on. And we will try to continue to be professional. I'm going to try to move on with this show, not moving on from what I said about Trying to be more no, professional. No, that is something that you should carry with you every day. For, for the rest of my life. 
it, it will it will be something that I will try. We are a highly professional show. I mean, I didn't spend our break, mm-hmm. you know, singing along to collide to entertain anyone who was watching in the off uh, screen boxes. No, no I prepared I for the a- second half of the show. I don't shout on a weekly episode that I want to fuck a birthday boy. It's true. So, guys, let's talk about Dynamite. Down sometime. Dynamite was back in Washington, D.C., where it all began. And they lead off this show. Honestly, I didn't think this was going to lead it off. Adam Cole versus MJF. And this was a championship eliminator match. Uh, so if Adam Cole wins, he gets a shot at the title against MJF. Uh, and uh, we're off to the races. I have to say that one of my favorite things here, I don't know if you guys realized, MJF's elbow pad. Did you guys notice that? Okay, good. Kate shaking her head. For anybody listening who maybe didn't notice, uh, MJF's elbow pad said Vince was right, which was just so, so fantastic. It's a good touch. Uh, MJF also uh, in super heel fashion. Um, going into the crowd, grabbing a what could only I could only imagine was a $25 bucket of popcorn uh, and dumping it on the person who he took it from, as well as everybody around them. And hey, then went up to somebody. Quick. What's that? I don't want to interrupt, but I think we need to to do something here. Someone was asking for an apology for being put in timeout. So. They've been put in timeout. Thank you. Did you take care of that, Ryan? Did you? We don't. Yeah, just, we don't run a sloppy shop around here. I don't know if it worked or not. We'll see. Well, I think maybe it did, but I'll just double down on it just in case. <laughs> um. So, um, after MJF dumped the popcorn, um, he also went up to somebody else in the crowd. Uh, and I guess uh, a gentleman and his lady friend were jawing at him, and he swatted the hat off the top of this fella's head. Really great heel work uh, out of MJF. Uh, he doesn't mind doing it, um, and this match was fantastic. Uh, cutting towards the end of this match, um, MJF is trying everything he can do to not lose this match. Uh, Adam Cole will not uh, give up. He gets a rope break in towards the end. MJF uh, again, you know, sort of tries to cheat. The referee gets bumped out um, and MJF passes the championship belt to Adam Cole, uh, drops down and then um, can't uh, can't take advantage of that because Bryce uh, did not turn around to see Adam Cole holding the belt because he was still down. So MJF sort of fucked it up. And he still gets hit with the belt, but doesn't go down. Uh, MJF delivers a low blow behind Bryce's back. Uh, and Adam Cole's down, puts on the diamond ring, goes for the punch, but Bryce stops him. We do get the uh, Panama Sunrise and the boom. One, two, bell rings. Uh, oh, boy, you banned. You banned him, Ryan? No, it's the timeout just like yours. That's what it's been reading for some reason. All right. Sorry. Um, Anyway. uh, You're so funny. (laughs) It is. Anyway, um, boom knee, one, two, bell rings. The time limit has been reached. 
Um, post match, so it's a draw. It goes to a time limit draw. No winner. Adam Cole doesn't get his shot. He grabs the mic. He says five more minutes, and of course MJF refuses and leaves the ring. Um, I will say this, guys: fantastic match to start this uh this episode of Dynamite. Crowd was hot. Um, great work from both guys. Uh, if you thought maybe Adam Cole, uh, had lost the step, uh, he sure has not because this was a great match. I thoroughly enjoyed this and it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Uh, but we can sort of talk through that. Um, Kate had a long day celebrating PPA's birthday. So Schlong, why don't you lead off and give us your thoughts on this match? you anthony what i liked about this match is yes there was a few moments of of gimmickry you know the belt the low blow and the ring but overall it was just a wrestling match which i think sometimes even in AEW wrestling company they've kind of fallen to the pit of like all their big matches have some weird gimmick or something to it and this was just two amazing wrestlers having a wrestling match and telling the story in the ring and about three quarters of the way through I can't be the only one who kind of figured out that they were probably going to a draw because it started to feel that way, but it still was such a great ending to let it get to two because there's, you know, obviously we think he'd win, but we don't know if MJF would have kicked out. Like it's, it saves both guys. It it was amazing. I liked, I'm going to be honest. I liked Bryce catching MJF trying to punch with the ring because it's one of the few times in AEW where the ref looks smart and being like, I've learned from my mistakes. You do this every match. You distract us and you come back with the ring and I figured it out. That and Bryce, perfect. I don't mean to cut you off, Shlunk. Bryce caught him last time too. So this the, con- match, yeah. the continuity here is great from Bryce, right? Because he was like, he's yeah. got the ring. I know he's got it. And he... <laughs> He caught him. I agree, because that's one of the things that will always annoy me in any company. AEW does it. WWE does it, where, like, the guy pulls the same cheating move every time, and you're like, the ref should should know this by now. One time, two times, whatever. But if you do it every match, like, logically, the ref would figure this out. So the fact that Bryce has figured it out, and the fact that they keep giving Bryce MJF matches is another good little story detail of, like, well, he knows MJF's tricks, so he's going to be the, the, the referee for his matches. Oh, I can't wait to see uh, that one-on-one match. because, Or maybe I guess it has to be a mixed tag match. It might have to be Bryce and, and two women. Yeah. We, well, you could, throw, you could throw Britt Baker in. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Um, um, but it was amazing otherwise. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, the... The only complaint I have, and it's kind of nitpicky, man, <laughs> again, I do a lot of shows. I'm so fucking sick of ref bumps, man. I'm I'm so tired of, of ref bumps. Uh, and I feel like when MJF and I think it was Moxley, might have been MJF and Jericho, when he did the, the Eddie Guerrero spot the first time in AEW, that was like the first time I'd seen it in years. And I feel like now I've seen it a lot. Like, cause WWE wasn't really doing it. And now they've done it a couple of times and it happens in AEW a lot. It's kind of like the tax in the mouth spot where we were like, 
it loses the luster when you've seen it that many times. Now, I like that it didn't work this time. That's a nice different twist, but I'm like, fucking A, like, I I like when a wrestling match is just a wrestling match. Sometimes, especially because it, it felt kind of unnecessary, right? Like, there's there's other ways to progress the same story, and they did it other ways. Um, the ring work was phenomenal. The only other nitpick I have about it was when MJF went through the table, I, something about his cell was off because it was really, really clean, but he looked like he had bumped really hard and like took him out as much. And I'm not saying being the guy to go through the table doesn't hurt, but it was like, he didn't get knocked around that much. That was a clean fucking elbow. <laughs> um, so that, that just looked a little bit weird. But other than that, I thought it was great that like uh, the half hatch on the, or the, the straight jacket German suplex from Cole on the apron to MJF was nasty 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 and overall i just i feel like this was one of the most organically built time limit draw matches i've ever seen like commentary did a great job of not being too heavy-handed about the the clock on it um it's still even though i knew where it was going because you didn't know that was going to be the finish necessarily um it, it still caught me off guard and it was like really really well executed by everybody involved i like bryce being a smart ref too um, I know I made the the Aubrey joke, but I like that he thinks a step ahead of heels or at least is smart to the tricks that they consistently pull. So I really, really liked this. Um, I, I felt like it was great. Other than those two very kind of more minor complaints, I, I really, really liked what we got out of this opener. And I loved that it opened and I loved that it had, a, it went the full time. Like it was really nice to just start off with like hot wrestling for a substantive match. Um, a lot of HBK tribute spots in there that I, th I thought was really fun because Adam Cole always just felt like a mini HBK. Um, this, this was a, a blast of a start to what ended up being a, a really fun episode for, for me. It was weird to start with not Orange Cassidy too. Yeah, I mean, for Shocking sure. Upset. I, I would have thought that this was going to open with, um, you know, that uh, that four-on-four -four tag match. You know, so it was great to see them um, start really hot with this match. Um, it caught me off guard, honestly, and it kept me invested. So uh, I really like this. Kate, I'm with you on the ref bumps. But in this case, I actually I like that it played into the fact that he didn't get to cheat. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's sort of like um, it was a little bit different. But you're right. We're seeing a lot of ref bumping lately. And, you know, maybe we take a take a break from that. Uh, but, uh, moving on, we do get that hype reel from CM Punk on his return on the Saturday collision. We talked a little bit about that in the opener, but he basically said, I've got a lot to the, it was something to the effect of, I've got a lot to say, you know, and, and I've got a lot of things I want to get off my chest. There you go. See, I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. It was a little Python reference. I liked it. Okay. Well, I but I also... I like the idea. I I do like them sincerely leaning into uh like hey, you never know what this guy's going to say. You might want to tune in on Saturday is a is a good game plan. I think that's really smart. And I love like bombastic CM Punk, but sometimes when his delivery is that like quieter, more menacing delivery, I'm like, god, that guy's fucking good at this. <laughs> like when it's just the like very conversational, it's it's a lot more intriguing to me. 
Well, tune in Saturday to see the return of uh, CM Punk on Collision, but we'll see what he's got to get off his chest. I don't know if he'll say anything episode one, but perhaps uh, episode two they'll have him come out and, and talk a little bit. Um, we move on to Sammy Guevara getting interviewed in the ring. Uh, nope. He says it's... Nope. Sorry. Sammy Guevara. Thank you. Uh, and he says it's been a hell of a ride the last few months from highs of announcing his wife's pregnancy on pay-per-view. By the way, it's a girl. To the lowest of lows by failing to become the world champion, but the goal's always been the same. Now his wife will be by his side with the baby in one arm and world title in the other. But before that happens, he has to make some really tough decisions and make some changes in AEW. And that brings Darby Allen out and Darby congratulates, uh, congratulates him on the baby. Congratulates. Yes. (laughs) And says he knows he got beat and he doesn't want a title match. He'll start from the bottom. But if you listen to the people, it sounds like they're starting to like Sammy again. And that draws, some cheers um kind of but he, what's that <laughs> kind of he was like yeah. it's a girl and people were like boo i was like jesus well when darby Can I interrupt real quick yeah sorry i don't this is i didn't want to forget this and i want to acknowledge that we have a person in the chat who i guess is someone who watches kate's tuesday show because sgs yellow boy and i wanted to say this that their surgery went well that's awesome. And they're on meds for for and they, uh, somewhere else said they're on meds. F Fuck cancer. cancer, yeah. Yeah, so glad no, surgery he had a went well. No, you taken out of his his leg. I'm glad. I'm oh, glad, I'm it, glad went it went well, well man. And apparently, Scott George, one of our regulars, has beat cancer. I think twice. So good on you, Scott. I'm glad you did. And I'm just glad everybody's doing well. And I didn't want to forget to say that. So good. Fuck news. cancer. Yeah, seriously. Um, sorry, Ann. So I just I would have forgotten. It's okay. I would have. It's all right. Um. But they're starting to like Sammy again. Darby has one question. Is Sammy going to stand on his own two feet or live in the shadow of the JAS? He and Sting view each other as equals, and he tells Sammy he doesn't have to answer right now, but he thinks he knows the answer. And that brings out Chris Jericho. And he tells Alan to mind his own business and tells him to stand in the corner quietly while he confronts Guevara, saying it's just the two of them and he's been meaning to ask a question those months that he was chasing around MJF for the world title. Why didn't he call Chris Jericho once for his help? His mentor, the guy who brought him into AEW and made him a star. And Sammy says, that's kind of funny because he thought Chris would have called him. And if he did, he wouldn't have lost to Adam Cole twice. So Jericho says he must be suffering delusions of grandeur and gives him a chance to apologize to him right now. But Sammy isn't apologizing for shit. So Jericho wants them to have a tag match as La Sex Gods next week to remind him how it is. And Darby scoffs and says Chris might call himself a wizard, but when he steps in the ring, the magic is gone. So Jericho calls him a mutant and says maybe he and Sammy should beat the hell out of him right there two on one. But Alan says that he's not really alone. And then his partner enters. It's partner. It's Stan. There we go. And Jericho puts Floyd under Sting's jaw, but Sting sort of grabs it and moves it away and puts his own bat into Chris's uh, chin and runs him off. 
And so we go to commercial break and uh, we're going to get ready to come back with the four on four tag match. Uh, but uh, we'll throw to you here first, Kate. Kate, what do you think about this uh, this segment? I think it's something we've all been sort of waiting on and it looks like it's sort of here. Yeah, the this like not to sound dramatic, this needs to work for Sammy Guevara. Like it, it needs to because they this guy has just felt lost and they have a real opportunity here to make him feel like a guy who can stand on his own two feet. I don't think the four pillars thing helped him that much. He has just felt like a Jericho lackey for a really long time. Dating back to that was the TNT title stuff, right? And that didn't go great. So um, this needs to be the thing that clicks. But man, Sammy's got a... It just doesn't feel authentic. Um, he's got to kind of dig into not sounding like such a fucking politician all the time. He's got to find whatever it is that makes him unrepeatable, right? Because um, it, it doesn't feel like he's found that yet. I think a Sting Jericho program, Jericho like tweeted that <laughs> he was like, no way, not happening. So like great indicator that it's definitely happening. Yep. I think the crowd was also confused because if you send... If you send Darby Allen out there after Sammy Guevara, Darby's so over. I think the crowd thinks they're supposed to think Sammy's a heel again because it's been so ambiguous for a while. So I don't think the crowd knew how to react. Um, the only part of this that felt like it was like good shit to me outside of setting up Sting and Jericho as a dream match for WCW heads um, is I like that Sammy said you know, maybe if you called me, you wouldn't have lost to Adam Cole twice. I wish he had gone farther than that and been like, hey, you also lost to that chump-ass rookie action on Reddy or whatever. Like, if he had right. leaned into the fact that Jericho's been on a losing streak, I think that would have been a little bit better. But this this has to work for Sammy because he feels very uh, vulnerable right now in, in that way. Also an interesting note uh, to Ryan, the resident WCW diehard. WCW. First... That's right. I'm sorry. WCW. Um, first time uh, Jericho and Sting were in the ring together. Yeah. Well, Kate called it a dream match for the WCW fans. What's funny is in a lot of ways it kind of wasn't because Jericho was so young and not even close to Sting in WCW that I wouldn't have ever even pictured the two of them in the ring together. So it's kind of like it's weird that it's happening all these years later and that Jericho did get himself to that level. Like he, he, you know, in WCW, he was, he was the undercard. I mean, he was getting, you know, he was cruiserweight. Like he had nothing. Uh, but I, you know, just thought, thought that was interesting. Kate brings up a good point. You bring out Darby Allen for, for Sammy. You do start, at least at the beginning, confused the crowd to be like, where is this going? Now, I think they did a good job with Darby in this to have Darby be like, basically without saying it, I'm using my faceness to get you over. I will say, I know a lot of people online are saying, oh, Sammy's still hated. There were a decent amount of cheers for him. Yeah, I think so, it's just the fact that when you say, like, by the way, I'm having a baby girl, and people are like, boo. <laughs> Like it yeah, was a I mixed mean, reaction. It, it <laughs> a, was mixed. A birth announcement. I or also think, though, truthfully, a birth announcement sets up a lot of trolls to respond with booze 
because they just find that funny to be like, we're going to boo having a kid. Um, well, they also haven't right. done a good job. Like it, it hasn't been a good face turn. So people still don't know how to react. I don't think there is a way to use this kid thing though, as a good. Use your kid. Way. Use your kid. I mean, they already started might as well. But it is a good way to use being a dad is a good way to get over as a face. If you want to come out and say, I had to look in the mirror and say, who do I want? How do I want my kid to know me? Do I want him to know me? Do I want her to know me as Sammy Guevara, the jerk who, you know, hangs is a lackey in a group and doesn't win? Or do I want her to see a guy who's worth, you know, emulating? That's that's relatable to a lot of people of saying, like, I want to be someone that she can be proud of. So it's an interesting, you know, they're they're gonna try. We'll see. I feel bad. For, like I said, I still think the best thing for Sammy would just be wrestle. Just go out there and wrestle. Now I also think the problem too is that Sammy, and I feel bad for Sammy, is that some people think this the storyline he's getting. I saw some of this online. Some people think the storyline he's getting is the storyline Daniel Garcia deserved, which is I get, except I kind of like what we're seeing them do with Daniel Garcia. Like he's kind of drifting away from JAS too and kind of going back to like wrestling because he's going after the pure title. Like I kind of like that they've veered him off a bit. So well, Danny Garcia, they he was getting you're a wrestler chance and they didn't dive into that. Like yeah. Sammy needs to break free of the the Jericho's lackey stigma. Daniel Garcia had the opportunity to go back to being a pro wrestler instead of a sports entertainer. Like I, I understand the split angle, but to me, those feel like two very, very different stories because Sammy was in the inner circle. So it's a whole other, a whole other gimmick. And, and I, I, I think, you know, obviously you, you don't start writing with the idea that, you know, well, I mean, I don't know how long ago Ty Mello told Tony Khan that she was pregnant, but if he's known for a while, maybe he did start writing this with the thought of like, this is how I get Sammy to go face because clearly they think it's time for him to turn face. Um, it's also not a bad, bad idea to have him turn face when Ty's not going to be around for a while because their whole gimmick as a couple was very heelish. So now you can kind of do it on its, its, his own again. But I just think they need to to go back to like, I want to be a good man she, she can respect and be proud of. And I, you're going to see me out here every week working my ass off maybe he should go to collision well no there's a problem there nope he's got to stay on dynamite um but even still just have him do matches every week for a while even if there's not a storyline to most of his matches let them let the fact that he's out there wrestling be the storyline i don't know if i ever told you guys but um <clears throat> if uh if uh little money's up when wrestling's on and he sees sammy guevara he goes, close your eyes. It's the smoochers. And we're like, no, 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 don't worry. He thinks it's so gross. It's the smoochers. The smoochers. Um, Guys, it might be dead. Eyes. I can't get it to flip open. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I need blue shoes. Shameful. I had to do it manually. It's not the same. Like the rest of my life. Moving on, they go to commercial, but before the match, we do get the promo from Sonata, where he issues an open challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship for Forbidden Door. We talked about that in hour one, but this is where we get the initial challenge 
we'll come to that a little bit later. And then we go into Darby Allen, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, and Trent? Orange Cassidy. No. Who's Wait, the what fourth? did we say? It's Darby Allen, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, and Do it, Ryan. I don't do it. I, I just go along with you. Do it. Why do I always got to do it? Sting. Oh, God. It's Sting. Ryan's was terrible. Jesus. It's so bad. I knew no matter what it's way so I did bad. it, you were going to call it terrible. Um, so I went with my my interpretation. Versus the Mogul Embassy. That's Bishop, Khan, uh, Brian Cage, Swerve, and Toliono. Uh, this match, uh, just was a car crash and that's not in a bad way. It just bodies everywhere. People going all over a lot of issues in this match, right? So we have Keith Lee and swerve and we've got two hosses and cage and, uh, and, uh, Keith Lee, we've got problems between swerve and orange Cassidy. Uh, so it was just stuff going on everywhere. Um, uh, and at the end, it is Darby Allen, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, and Kate, if you'd like to correct us. It's Sting! Winning by like pinfall. Winning by pinfall with a scorpion death drop from Sting on Brian Cage. And then we move on, but we'll move on momentarily Better. here. Uh, nobody. That's who. That's what he told me when I saw him at... Uh, where did I see him at uh, Rampage? Rampage yep. right? He came out and I said, who better? And he goes, nobody. That's who. And I said, you know it. Uh, all right, Ryan, what did you think of the match? You're a sting, Mark. It was fun. That's what I'm going to say for this match. The no was weird. What is that? I'm very curious. Though, would I laugh to find out it was just a weird production thing that happened by accident? I don't think so, but it would still be very, very funny. Um I think it's not. I think it was intentional. Let me see. I do too, but I just think it'd be really funny if it wasn't. Um, The, uh, like I said, it was just a fun match. It wasn't, it was, it met my expectations, I guess, because the match didn't make a whole lot of sense if you look at the the people involved. Like, you have like a bunch of weird stories crossing over, and I didn't understand why. But I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I don't want to crash. I, I had fun watching it. It's not going to win any awards, but and and listen, anytime at this point I see Sting wrestle, I'm so happy that I can, it just overshadows everything else. Uh, so the no card did flash up. I don't have anything on it. I know Kate's looking into it. Um, my initial thoughts was perhaps something with the House of Black, but I don't know who they'd be saying no to. Uh, because there's no sort of established trio here except for Brian Cage and um, uh, Toa Leona and Bishop Khan. Um, so I Maybe have no it's idea. Maybe in the boys. Could be. The no on the screen for a moment on AEW wasn't a distributor or a cable error. It happened on all the broadcasts. So it sounds like it was on purpose. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, but Kate, what did you think of the match? I just don't understand why Orange Cassidy's best friends aren't his best friends. But I thought the match was really good. Yeah, it's interesting. They sort of come and go now. You know what I mean? Like one week they're together, then they're not. Um, 
But that's like, not how a... best friends are. That's how some friends are, but best friends? Uh, well, I don't know. I support I... my best friend in all things. <laughs> I think it's good for Orange Cassidy to have more than just two best friends. Well, you, I... you, you have Danhausen too. Danhausen? He doesn't need him. He's won a million matches in a row. With a bad hand. With a bad hand. And a bad back. Well, I don't know. But I thought the match was really fun. Um, it's a, a good collection of fellers. And like you, a car crash is a good way to describe this. This was this was a blast in all the right ways. Um, it's fun. I'm very intrigued to see what happens with with Orange Cassidy. Like I, I'm I'm guessing the international title is going to be a collision thing. And and get dropped there just because it feels like that's a really good title to have on a Saturday show, like one that's defended a bunch. Um, I don't know. He could lose it to Zack Sabre Jr. in two weeks. Who knows? Like this is a this is a wild Stop little ride. Fantasy booking what you want to happen. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. We do see Orange Cassie later, so we, we can we can dig into it a little in a little bit. But we do get Renee Paquette interviewing um, the Ass Boys backstage. And she asked them about this alliance with the Bang Bang Gang. And they said they have no idea about any alliance with um, Juice Robinson and somebody else. I can't remember. Kate, who's the guy who leads? Aunt, yeah, I got you covered. Yeah. I checked my notes. Okay. The leader of this mm-hmm. is actually Switchblade. Jay White. It's not Switchcomb? It is not. It is, in fact, Switchblade. Beat you. J-Comb. You jumped the gun. Well, I can't shut it all the way or won't reopen. Bluetooth.com, man, if you're jumping the gun when you're trying to switch They're out. They're not a sponsor. No, 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 no. Quiet. Until I, they start paying You us. have offered sponsorships to plenty of things that weren't our sponsor. No, no, no. no. They go to everybody but us? Come on. They should know where their bread is buttered. I'm going bigger than... Then, you know, well, Ant's never really pitched a sponsor before. He's just told us about several products that he enjoys. That's right. Independently. Um, yeah, nor nor have I uh, needed the other product, if you get what I'm saying. Hello. Me I've neither, got... but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so the guns have no idea about any alliance with the. Uh, Bullet Club Gold, and they talk up how they're the best brother tag team in AEW, and they throw the challenge out to the Hardy Boys for a match next week. So that's something. It is a thing that's going to happen between a team that is not great anymore and a team that has never been great. Tune in for mediocrity. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we How move on. Oh, no, no, no. How dare okay. you, Kate? Okay. You yourself said they're former tag team champions. And you said they was weird that they were champions. <laughs> Unless you can produce that audio in the next 10 seconds. I hey, what the don't heck, believe man? it. I'm not that fast of an editor. I think it's wrong to judge them as mediocre. I think they are the best brother tag team in AEW. Tell me a great, Bye. not a good, 
Tell me a single great ass boys match. We've been over the fact that I have a goldfish brain when it comes to matches of mm. any sort. I can't. Can, can I you can't name me? You a, a can you name me a great MJF match tonight? tonight. Yeah, I'll go tonight. There you Daniel, go. <laughs> Danielson tonight. Yeah, but they didn't wrestle tonight, so I couldn't couldn't say the guns tonight. Okay, I we reference the great matches by MJF a lot, so I know them by name. I couldn't tell you a thing that happened in any of them. Seems like you're really bad at this then. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The gun club sucks. Moving on. We move on. I'm gonna comb the shit out of you. Not with that limp thing. It's backed. It got it's blue chew. You might as well try to comb her hair with a dead fish. It's not gonna work. Uh, Jake Hager versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship, and Hager rushes Wardlow during his entrance. We get the bell, and we get our match. Wardlow wins by pinfall with the Powerbomb Symphony, retaining his TNT Championship. Post-match, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are on the big screen cutting a promo. We don't get the first part of it because they're having audio production issues. But, basically, um, he wants to know what Wardlow will do when his daddy isn't around to help next week. And the camera pans down to show a bloody Arn Anderson um, sitting on the stairs. I think uh, they made mention of possibly throwing him down the stairs. And he's an old man, dear God. And Wardlow runs off to the back to try to save him. So that's when we get the the announcement that we are going to have a match next week. Uh, or I'm sorry, this week. Uh, on Saturday, Wardlow versus um, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Ooh, that could be a song they use for the title. It doesn't have collision. Right? Though I still like even the best fall down sometimes. True. This is a real question. This is going to tell me a lot about you. If they were to use Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, if that's the real title, it just might be Saturday Night. I don't know. It might be Saturday night, parentheses, all right for fighting, whatever. Which version do you use? Do you use the uh, original uh, uh, Elton John version or do you use Canadian rock legends Nickelback's cover version? You go out and John. Ryan is Ryan is out. Elton John. Hey, you're you're out. Is also one. out. No. no. And sorry. No. Nope. And you're both out. Fired. No. So what I think would be really funny if Tony Khan's like, we're gonna use Elton John as our intro, and then it's like Crocodile Rock. <laughs> no, you use the Nickelback version if you're gonna use it. Sorry, Aunt. You're you're done. I'm not even a music guy, and I know you're out. Are you kidding? No. You do the Nickelback See, version. No, Jesse Ozark's got it right. You owe no. him another apology. Nobody knows fun. That's all that's telling me is nobody uh, knows fun. Elton John is fun. I'm sorry. He looks remembers like pro, when Rock looks like a pro wrestling podcast knows knows fun and knows music. It's Nickelback. Thank you. Incorrect. And for someone who brings the fashion as much as you do, the fact that you would betray Elton John like that is harsh. Slonamite is saying use candle in the wind. Well, Elton John is like ten thousand candles in the wind. 
Pour one out for little Sebastian. Bye, bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> so, uh, Shalong, what do you think about the Wardlow match and the post match? I mean, the match was what it was. They they have uh, not helped themselves with Wardlow, or should I say, helped Wardlow. I'm interested in the post match. I think Christian is such a good heel. I'm loving everything Christian does. I kind of want Christian to win the title. Would have been nice if we could have fucking heard the post match. <laughs> the whole thing, at least, yeah. God, I heard it. Um, there was Not a good. Here. There was like a good thirty seconds of it that was just muted. Oh, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I thought I heard the whole thing. Yeah, they no, actually showed. They showed the screen. Christian was moving his mouth and no words were coming out of any speaker. And then they sh- went back to the ring to show Wardlow. And I think commentary even said, uh, well, he's saying something, but we, you know, we're having audio issues. And then it started working. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking I thought uh, I'm old, old goldfish brain over there. Do better. We're a professional podcast. No, we're not. We don't get paid. We're trying. That's right. No, no, no. And when I see money, we'll be professionals. Kate, that's right. We don't get paid. Right. Yeah. No, you and I definitely don't take any money home from this at all. That's never happened. The guy with the man with the switch comb. Yeah, I'm actually very okay with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't. Good for Jake Hager, man. I hope Wardlow on Collision gets an actual title push. Like, this is... I like the the Christian and Luchasaurus story, but, like, I was not like, oh, sick, Wardlow and Jake Hager. Remember their work shoot fight the first time and how great it was? Yeah. Um, Whatever, just get us to, to Luchasaurus and Wardlow. It's fine. Well, you're going to get it Saturday. You are going to get it Saturday. Um, moving on from this, uh, we go to a video of the ace, not the space ace. I'm sorry. Not the space no, ace. Mr. Owen Six and AEW. Seriously, what are we doing? Uh, but the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, with a with a uh, video challenge to MJF for a title match at Forbidden Door. So uh, the angel, Rene Paquette, goes to the trainer's room where MJF is being treated after his match. And MJF is, uh, she asks him about the match. Uh, and and MJF's confused. He says, nope, to the match. And it wouldn't be the first time that he no-showed a match. So sorry, no can do, bud. And we go to break, which I just think is fantastic because he also says, like, I would really fight some guy from an indie fed promotion, uh, which is just fantastic. But clearly, they said at the end, it has been uh, signed. We're going to get MJF and uh, Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. I just thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, great head of hair on Tanahashi, I think, is well, is. First and foremost, what we have to say. Great head of lettuce. Fantastic stuff. MJF has been burying New Japan uh, for weeks now, which is fun. He did it in the press conference. He said the only guy in New Japan worth a damn was Great Okan, which popped me tremendously. Um, this is awesome. This is the the perfect guy to be facing MJF 
at Forbidden Door. I love the reference to the uh, I've been booked for pay-per-views before and not shown up was hilarious. Uh, this is this is the perfect way to set up a match that MJF is pretending isn't going to happen. Schlong, you want to add anything to this? Not really. I mean, Kate, I mean, it. I'm, I'm curious to see how they get around MJF saying no to it happening. But what about Tanahashi's hair? I mean, tonight it was fine. It was great. Fine? They had it down. You guys shit on me. It needed to be combed. For Nickelback? And Ryan saying his hair was okay. I'm shitting on Ryan for this. You're the only one who wanted Nickelback. You're wrong. No. You guys are a bad person and you should feel bad. You guys need to listen to more. Bad hair opinions and bad music opinions are are separate. And you're both wrong. Nope. And Matt's also wrong. Here's my thing with Matt is you can't criticize Tanahashi's hair and give Shota Umino a pass because it's basically the same hair. It's very true. Very true. But he's like, oh, Shota's a young lion. Like, I'm not ready to critique him yet. It's hmm. not how this works. But he also doesn't plug us on his no. podcast appearances. So it's very true. Back from commercial, we get the goddess Renee again interviewing uh, Orange Cassidy backstage. And he says, right about now, somebody's going to walk in and challenge him for the international championship. And what do you know? Zack Saber Jr., not senior rolls up and says he'd like to be a double champion. But Daniel Garcia comes in asking uh, after uh, looking for uh, Shibata. Where's your boy Shibata? And Orange uh, says he's not here, but he has an idea to book a tag match. Orange and Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Danny Garcia. And uh, that's uh, set. And I think uh, Danny Garcia goes... uh, goes to like high five or fist bump uh, Zack Sabre Jr. And he says something like, pull it back, Danny, or something like that. It was very funny. ZSJ is very funny. Oh, he's the best. I so that, that should be a lot of fun. Am in on the idea of Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Garcia being on the same side of the ring together against Orange Cassidy and Shibata. Holy shit. I am very excited for that match. Will be fun. We then move on to the women's match of the night, Sky Blue versus Tony Storm for the uh, Women's World Championship. Remember, Sky Blue won her shot on um, on Rampage, her Rampage. first television win. Unfortunately, that would be her only television win to date uh, because Tony Storm wins by submission with the Cloverleaf, retaining the World Women's World Championship. Uh, Post match, the Outcasts are able to smother and beat down Sky. Until Willow Nightingale makes the save. Um, and that sort of sets up the match for Collision, where we'll get Willow and Sky Blue versus the Outcasts. Now, uh, they also had uh, what I thought was fun was they had a picture of Soraya on like a cardboard sign. And I think commentary was playing this up. I, I don't know what the real reason was. It was probably a um, scheduling, you know, thing. She wasn't going to be there. But the best part is that. Uh, I think commentary said she said she would she stated she would never step foot in the nation's capital since she's from England. Um, So that's uh, how they kept her away. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with this match. Um, They think a lot of Sky Blue to put her in there with the champion. 
and Sky Blue was able to get in a good amount of offense. This wasn't a straight uh, squash. Uh, the Outcasts had to win with uh, some sneaky shenanigans. So, um, Kate, you are our resident uh, women's wrestling uh, critic. Uh, so, um, did you see this match, or were you making chicken nuggets or something like that? Uh, both, actually. I, I had it on on my phone while I was prepping my chicken nuggets. Got it. Um, I man, Tony Storm's real good. Like Sky Blue looked good in this, but like Tony Storm really helped her look real good in this. I wish like we weren't back to the death slot trope because most of this match was picture in picture. But match was perfectly fine. This angle is just taking for fucking ever. So (laughs) like, I like it and there's not anything wrong with it from necessarily like a criticism standpoint. And we obviously had uh, a bit of an audible with our champion, right? It certainly feels like they're probably setting up sky blue to get the win in a a blood and guts match. Like that. She'd be the one to get the pin, Um, which I kind of figured when she was constantly losing, that would be (laughs) where we were going would be like her big moment would be getting the blood and guts match pin. Um, but she looked perfectly fine here. I think Tony Storm is a, a really, really good wrestler in her versatility, especially. And this was this was perfectly serviceable. I feel like Sky Blue having blue in her hair is a little on the nose, but other than that. <laughs> and blue gear. And blue um, gear. Like the sky, you see. Oh yeah, but it should be sky blue. You know what I mean? Like it's a little yeah, it dark. A, it was a little regular blue. More royal. Please don't, please don't say like it was a little dark because Ryan will get real sad about AEW dark being gone. Well, Ryan is also a mark for when he would see sky blue on dark and dark elevation. So, Ryan, what did you think I here? I remember you. Will you remember me? All right. Commentary on the match, please. No. Fuck you. I mean, it was a good match. I think Sky Blue looked good. She showed up. I don't think she looked out of place. They're clearly trying to develop some of the young talent. I'm glad to see that. They need to work on her character a bit. But overall, I thought this was a nice showing for her. What I really liked was Willow at the end. Willow! The pop she got when she came out. Place loved it. She, I think she she's really going to be a megastar, especially now after winning the, the belt over you know, in New Japan Strong, I think. Think she's gonna be a player. Do either of you guys think that uh, Sky Blue um, blew herself? Like she blew her load. Well, did anybody ever watch Arrested Development? She's blue. Da, ba, I did do, not ba, watch that show. Oh. I did. No, she didn't make herself completely blue, but she's blue. Da, ba, dee, ba, ba, da. Oh, did you guys God. watch her on um, RJ City's show? Yes, I do know that she tried to light somebody on fire. Yeah, they got to lean into that. She could she could mix tag with Gas Can Eddie. You know he what? He brings the gas, she brings the matches. Listen to me, Sky Blue. All oh right. You young, impressionable gal. You go anywhere near gasoline wielding Eddie Kingston. I will find you. And if you think you got excommunicated from the church, you're going to be excommunicated from Earth. Whoa. Hands off my man. 
And then I know I killed him in FMK earlier, but still. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you gave him up. You sold him out. Yeah, because I thought he was dead, not running around with some. Oh, if you what does a what does Athena, uh, some porcelain trash hussy? Oh, all right. Good call. Thank you. Uh, okay, moving on. We go back to um, we go back to our icon uh renee paquette backstage interviewing jungle hook and jungle boy says that he's amped up he feels a little naked without gold standing next to uh to hook so he's accepting sonata's open challenge for the iwgp world heavyweight championship and um you know he says to hook that uh he's not just his tag team partner but his best friend which in my case was awful quick but you know whatever jungle boy needs he says well, they were mean, hookers before together. Jungle I guess. Reunited, but they were a thing before. Very briefly. It's it's very quick to throw the best friend tag out there, if you're asking me. But uh, so heelish. So fucking heelish. It was amazing. Jungle Boy does um say that it would mean the world uh to him if Hook had his back at Forbidden Door and Hook fist bumps it to make it uh make it uh so. So we will have Hook in Jungle Boy's corner for that match. Uh, and that match should be a lot of fun. Um, the crowd audibly went, aw. They did. He did. It was awesome. It was the cutest thing in the world. I was like a whole arena of people just collectively went, aw. And a guy called another guy his best friend. It's true. It was adorable. Uh, Danielson. Brian Danielson makes his entrance to join commentary for the main event. We got our hype up to Forbidden Door. We covered what's announced so far for Forbidden Door in the first hour, so you can go back and hear that. They also preview the collision card that we did um, in the first hour as well, so you can go back and listen to that. So, and and what time would you say it was then? Then it would be time for the main event. Thank you. Do you know I also have to do that in this house now? Yeah. I love that for you. It's a request now. Uh, somebody uh, will go. Somebody will go. When are on. you doing this? Uh, <laughs> whenever a fresh six, uh, whenever a freshly turned six-year-old child says, oh, okay. "Dad, what time is it?" That, I have that's to adorable. Respond, that's it's cute. time for the main event. Usually, it's when he's getting ready to take a shower. That tracks. Did he ever recover his jean jacket? He did not, but we got him a new one for his birthday. Nice. And uh, he's also put some uh, some pins on it, so he's looking all stylish. Ooh. Got a Minecraft, a big Minecraft pin mm-hmm. on his one pocket, and then on the lapels, he's got a couple um, a couple of uh, Pokemon. Very nice. He's got to catch them all. He's got two of them. I don't know which ones, but they're two of them. And he's got a couple other ones that he found, so we're going to have to find places for him. But he's very happy to have his jean jacket, um, and we uh, we will be sure not to lose this one. There Dear is. God, please don't. <laughs> um. So anyway, it's time for the main event. Blackpool Combat Club make their entrance, and we go to break. For those who didn't catch it, um, Moxley was wearing a hoodie for Death Jitsu, um, and it had fuck on it. 
I'm sure Warner's going to love that. Oh, I don't remember what it said, uh, but it said something like no fucks or something like that. I think it was no fucks given. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very funny. Gina goes, his thing says no fucks given. And I was like, what? I was like, really? Like in real for real? Or is it have like an asterisk? She goes, no, it says fuck clear as day. And I went back and looked and I was like, oh, yes, it does. Zero fucks. Zero fucks. That's it. Uh, so we get the Blackpool Combat Club, which is Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta versus the Hung Bucks. And for those living under a rock, that's Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks. And this match also has everything you could have probably asked for. Uh, not as much of a car crash as the four on four, but a lot of crazy spots. And we do come out of this a little bit to my surprise with a hung bucks victory by pinfall with the buckshot lariat from hangman Adam page on Wheeler Yuta. Not surprised Yuta takes the L here because obviously he's the guy to take the L, but Blackpool combat club has been rolling. They, they haven't really lost anything. So um, I wasn't sure if they were going to win this tonight, but post match Castagnoli gets the beat down on hangman. Uh, Moxley starts to join in. And we get somebody to make the save. It is partner Eddie Kingston. And he's back. And uh, he is fighting mad, some would say. I'm back, partner. He's back. I'm coming down to beat your ass. I'm here. I'm running to the ring. I just got to say this. Uh, Eddie's got to lay off the carbs and do a little more, a little mo cardio. He looks Perfect. Does he? Fucking dare you. He just I mean, he has just come back from a surgery. Well, so slick. He might have some scar tissue swelling up in there. You don't know. It's a lot of swelling. He looks perfect. He's an angel. We're not body shaming. I just think you got to do a little work. A little mo cardio. He looks perfect. Well, he is getting the beat down on Claudio. Um, Yuda comes in, eats a back fist to the future. Um, and then, um, Moxley, uh, he goes to get him from behind, but he hesitates. And that's when Matt Jackson attacks John Moxley, but Eddie pulls him away. Moxley shoves everybody out. And that's when Takeshita runs down to attack Eddie Kingston from behind. So Takeshita's out trying to help out the BCC. And the ring is cleared, but that's when Kenny, by God, Omega appears. Uh, and uh, he and Takeshita trade some forearms. And then uh, we get a V-trigger, super kick party, dragon suplex. The BCC comes back in, but they get taken out with super kicks. We get another V-trigger. But it's not all rainbows, lollipops, and sunshine because... Will Ospreay is there, and he gets Omega from behind with a kick. Um, Also hits the hidden blade. Ospreay stands tall, and Danielson is applauding from commentary, and that is the show. Uh, So Ospreay comes in. Ryan still doesn't know how to do uh, the hand gesture, uh, which could be just as simple as doing the the woo bird, uh, but it's okay. Uh, Ryan, that's the Zoltan. 
Do you ever see Dude Where's My Car? Zoltan. Dude. Is that here's the church, here's the steeple. Open the doors. See all the people. It's just this. It's this here's the church. Okay. Here's this, it's the steeple. Nope. There's no my people. He's now wondering what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> oh my god. What was and that? She was not happy with what you did with your hands. She just knocked over the tripod with her tail. It's okay, oh. little girl. Yeah. You're okay. Ryan doesn't know what he's doing, but that's usual. Ryan is, uh, Kate will beat you later. Don't worry. Well, hold on. <laughs> that's not what happens in this household. No, it's not. Good girl. We'll beat Ryan. Kate will just withhold food from you tomorrow morning. It's okay. Oh, that is not. There's no animal abuse going on here. Yeah, it's frozen, and that makes it even better. Now well, you were silent. frozen on my side, so all I heard was there's and <laughs> no. yes, no, maybe so. There he is. Kind of. I don't know what's going on. It's all fine on my end. You you are not on our end. Welcome to my world where everything looks normal on your end, but nobody else's. Everything is awesome. How how about now? Back to normal? Close-ish. Close enough. We're rolling with it. Well, go ahead. What did you think of the match? You're back. I liked the, the walkout outfits. The cowboy hats with the the fringe on it was really a neat touch. Um, I liked that they gave the, the elite the win. I think they needed the win here because you have to make this seem even. If you make it seem, if the BCC pulls out too many wins in a row, then it's what's the point of this feud? Eddie Kingston coming out was highly unexpected, though so fucking logical because the last person he was feuding with before he got his surgery was Claudio. Then to have Will Ospreay show up was like, what the fuck? And again, so damn logical. So the nice thing is you had two surprises and both made a shit ton of sense. And that is a good old-fashioned good time. It's French frying when you should French fry. It's pizzaing when you should pizza. You're going to have a good time. That's it. Shout out to Will Ospreay for rocking the gray sweats. Just giving the people what they want. Particularly the girls and the gays. Uh, I, I thought this was great. Obviously, I'm the... I'm I'm a big old Eddie Mark, so it made me very happy to see him back. Also, just makes me happy that he's cleared to an extent before Forbidden Door. That guy loves Japanese wrestling, so for him to be able to participate in this pay per view, hopefully, would be fantastic. Um, obviously, knew he was close because he's announced for the G1. Right, we got that C block. Everything is good in Eddie Kingston world. Made me happy, Patna, and I liked commentary leaning into how close he is with Mox, but how much he hates Claudio because they're on the same side of things, right? So that's just an interesting dynamic. Uh, Kenny Omega, when he does not have vertigo and uh, every part of his body broken, he looks great. Like his his physique-wise, like he just looked really um, fit today. Like very, very trim and... Um, like me. Like you, yeah. Like very... Um, well in shape. Great abs, yeah, I get it. showing it off as you usually do. Kenny yeah, Omega was it. like, "I was gonna rock a solid colored T-shirt, 
but that's Ryan's thing. So I'm just going to go, but like, it, it's just good. He looks very, very healthy. Like it, it makes me happy for him because he was so hurt for so long in so many different ways. Um, and he's going to want to be healthy facing Will Ospreay three times in the first six months of the year or eight months of the year, whatever. Um, so very happy. Like this is a, a nice logical little build. I think it, it's kind of fun. Everybody assumed a Bushi and I think we're still going to get a Bushi, but like, having Eddie come out is a, a fun little pop here. I, I like that idea. And uh, Takeshita being used the way he's going to be used is a whole bunch of fun too. So this made sense. I do feel like giving some beats in between might be good. Like, and I think that'll fill in with collision, but it's like, we don't need to see these guys fight each other every week. We don't need to see these guys even on TV every week. Like this is such a heated feud. Take your foot off the gas is good. I know yeah, last week we only had like an appearance, but it's just that thing of like, if you're trying to escalate from anarchy in the arena, a lot of regular matches in between isn't going to do a ton. This had a lot of surprises at the end, so it's good, but just like, let's not oversaturate. Let's stick the landing on this fun little story because it's great. So um, loved it. Really fun way to go home. Also explains why MJF and Adam Cole opened the show, right? Like, uh, sure. I, I think these surprises are your your go home shot. That's a lot of fun. It was also interesting to me during the melee at the end that Moxley looked like he had no problem fighting Eddie. Yeah, I liked that because he's the heel. He should. Right. Moxley also doing heelish stuff during the match, like giving the fan the fi- the fans the finger. Um, so rude. So rude. So rude, and his wife is so pleasant. I know. She's an angel. A goddess. She's everything. She she is everything. That is good. She's every woman. They're all in. She. She's the alpha, but not the omega, because there's only one, and it's Kenny by God Omega. Yeah, and she's not a by God. That's true. Either way. her sexual orientation? I think I do. Well... (laughs) You know, part of it. You know, if there's another half. Well, wouldn't it be your preference, not her orientation? Yeah, Brian. Oh, isn't it an orientation? Oh my god! Why do we? Why do we? Happy do Pride. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I, I'm doing work. Oh here. man. Um. So a lot of fun. Uh. I thought this episode of Dynamite was a lot of fun. Um. A lot of good surprises building up to Forbidden Door. We've still got another week, so we will see what's going to happen. But I do know this, getting into some other news and notes. um, uh, There is the possibility, obviously, um, that we're going to get Kenta versus Punk. Um, You know... It's sort of been reported that there are discussions going on between AEW and New Japan that Kenta and Punk take place in Toronto. Um, You know, so we'll see what happens. But Kenta uh, did go out there and say, tell Tony Khan to give me the bag. Uh, So Kenta wants it to happen. I think a lot of uh, people want it to happen. I think last year Kenta was calling out Punk, uh, but then, um, you know, it didn't happen. So 
Um, Kate would probably explode, maybe, if it happened. No, that's right. She said no, no last week. I wouldn't. It's not like I would be mad about it. It just wouldn't be my top choice. But they'll they'll probably do it. They'll pull off a really great match. There'll be like three GTSs per guy. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully it'll just clear out this stupid narrative <laughs> that I hate. <laughs> well, another things that happened over the past week, uh, Ryan, did you play Twisted Metal as a child? Not a lot because I was not a PlayStation One owner or two or whatever. I didn't have anything until four, but I did play it with friends. So I was very excited to see what this game was going to be. Not this game, this show was going to be. Well, um, the cock is going to be putting out uh, Twisted Metal, the series, on uh, July 27th. Um, and um, we know we discussed it here. Uh, one Samoa Joseph will be uh, playing um, uh, a character in the show uh, known as Sweet Tooth. Uh, will Arnett will be doing the voice uh, of Sweet Tooth. Uh, will Arnett, for those who might not remember, did the voice of Lego Batman, Bojack Horseman, also Job Bluth on uh, Arrested Development. Um we got a really short sort of glimpse as Joe in the trailer dressed up as Sweet Tooth, but uh, there was a full video clip that got released over the past week where we can see um, Sweet Tooth in all of his glory, um, you know, sort of in action. So if that is of interest to you, go give it a look. Um, I gave it a look. It looks, you know, looks okay. I mean... You know, these video adaptation things can always go sideways, but we'll see. Good for Samoa Joseph, right? Good for Joseph. Samoa Joa. Uh, I thought it looked awesome. It's something I won't be able to watch because I'm a fucking coward, but it looked really cool. What do you mean? Not horror. It looks spooky. Yeah. Isn't no. that spooky? No. no, it's like a post-apocalyptic death race. Oh, that I could do. That I yeah. could do. Yeah. And Sweet Tooth is probably the most iconic of all the characters because the way he looks, but he also drove uh, an ice cream truck. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I will say is it felt like they could have just had Samoa Joe's voice. Like I heard I heard the overdubbing and uh, Will Arnett sounds great, but I'm like, I, th I feel like if Samoa Joe leaned into even just like his natural voice, they wouldn't have had to have gone out of the way to get a voiceover artist. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, but, you know, I guess they just want names, right? More people I are going to know Will Arnett than sure. Samoa Joseph. That's on them. He's Joseph. I'm interested. Samoas, for God's sake. If he has longer dialogue, I'm interested to see the way Will Arnett goes with it, because that might be why. They might have him go like a really weird thing in like long dialogue. But... Yeah, we'll see. Um... So it also came out uh, this past week that AEW has fired BJ Whitmer uh, from uh, their staff. Uh, who could have um, seen it coming other than fucking everybody? Never should have yeah. been hired in the first place. Well, BJ Whitmer was arrested on June 4th in Boone County, Kentucky on charges of strangulation in the first degree and burglary in the second degree. Uh, so they fired him. They issued the following statement. BJ Whitmer has been terminated following his arrest uh, on domestic violence charges. 
While talent and staff are ultimately responsible for their own personal actions, this behavior is intolerable within AEW. AEW has reached out to offer support to those impacted by his behavior. Um, there were records that showed his bond was set at $25,000. He was released uh, from custody on June 12th, and his case was bound to grand jury, which means that a judge has deemed the prosecutor's evidence sufficient enough to proceed Um uh, with the next step uh, to seek an indictment from a grand jury. So BJ Whitmer no longer there, but we found out that Jimmy Jacobs is apparently heading to AEW. There's a tie in there. Um, so obviously we know they've got collision coming. They've been hiring more creative people. Will Washington, uh, Danielson, depending on who you're reading has been taking on more roles behind the scenes. Uh, and, um, friend of the elite, Jimmy Jacobs is going to be, or has been added to the team. Um, uh, he was apparently backstage tonight in DC for dynamite. Uh, and he left impact where he'd been a member of their creative team since 2017 to join AEW as a producer. That's the word. Um, So um, he was a writer for the WWE, then joined uh, Impact Wrestling. He was credited with working closely with another friend of his, Chris Owens, um, um, uh, on on KO's program with Chris Jericho. Uh, Jacobs was fired uh, for taking pictures with the elite, then known as the Bullet Club, when they invaded Raw in Southern California. And prior to that, uh, Jacobs was a wrestler mostly known for his time in Ring of Honor, where he was a five-time tag champion. He was inducted to the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame earlier this year. Um, And um, the tie-in here is that um, BJ Whitmer tagged and feuded with Jacobs in Ring of Honor on the Indies. Uh, So um, we don't know if Jacobs is filling Whitmer's role behind the scenes, but... Um, it's probably been in the mo- in the works for a little bit longer than just, Hey, we lost one guy. Can you come in? So, um, very, um, well-respected from what I understand, Jimmy Jacobs, very, yep. very like highly regarded for both as a, sucks? a human being and a uh, creative mind. What sucks? Apparently what I saw on Twitter today, if this is true, the replacement for Jacobs over at impact is delirious. And that's great for Impact. I was just hoping he. Would oh yeah, it's not for. But Delirious has been at Impact for a little bit. Um, oh, but you're right. If he's if he's like escalating up the the ladder, that means he's probably not coming back to book ROH anytime soon. But, um, but Jimmy Jacobs is great, so that, I can't really complain there. At least the stuff I heard, he was involved in. And Impact has been mm-hmm. one of the better written shows during his tenure. For sure. Yeah, that was going to be my point is that, you know, for the time he was at Impact, you know, they were doing good stuff. Um, it's a shame that not more people see it. Um, but, um, you know, the stuff in Impact is been been good. So, yeah. um, and hey, AW, higher known fucking abusers. So it doesn't escalate to this point. Hey, yo. Um, and honestly, I think that's it. Um, I mean, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about um, Tony Khan doing sort of his collision um, sort of media tour. He did talk to Post Wrestling uh, on June 14th, which was today or yesterday, whenever you're listening. And um, they were able to get some insights from him. Um, 
Tony Khan was quoted as saying, obviously there are things that happened outside of the ring that you might want me to talk about that I cannot talk about, but I would love to talk about the wrestling show. Clearly uh, he had sort of been asked about um, uh, sort of CM Punk and brawl out and stuff like that. Right. Um, so um, uh, one of the, uh, one of the hosts, uh, John Pollock, um said that he respected that there's uh, a lot Tony Khan can't talk about, but he did bring up a valid point that many fans might be tuning in Saturday to see what punk says about the elephant in the room, quote unquote. Uh, And Khan responded that the audience would hear from punk, but he transitioned to talking about future storylines and matches. So, um, you know, again, punk saying he's got a lot of stuff to get off his chest. Who knows what he'll talk about? I assume he is not going to, go too deep, but, um, it looks like Tony Khan had a bunch of stuff to say about storylines and different, you know, the deals that they've got sort of going on. So if that's something that interests you, you can certainly check that out again. That was with, um, John Pollock and Brandon Thurston, uh, uh, with post wrestling. So they do great work reviews out there. Brandon Thurston, especially is fantastic. What do you got against John Pollock? Nothing. I just know Brandon's work better. Um, he's he's also with WrestleNomics and does just a, a phenomenal job. If you're interested in the industry side of of wrestling, like the numbers breakdowns and stuff, all the stuff that people are idiots about about like oh ratings. He has like very 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 good thorough deep dive uh, information over there. So shout out to Brandon Thurston. I'm just messing, kid. I'm not really familiar with either. Oh, John one. Pollock. No. Just Whoa. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. Um, Schlong, nothing in the news and notes, but Fight Forever is coming out rather soon. I think like two weeks. Did you, uh, are you in on it? No, uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't pre ordered yet just because I've been lazy, but yeah, um, I'm absolutely 100% pre ordering it within the next few days. I will say this. I, I had to go recently into GameStop. As I said, I had a, I have a recently turned six year old who had requested a game. So, uh well he want well we actually got him two games he had requested minecraft great and game. also luigi's mansion three great um, game for kids both are great for the kids he hates minecraft um he really well see we have a version of minecraft on the ps5 that you run around and you like fight you know guys like it's not oh you have minecraft person. dungeons yeah yeah uh, and I told him that's not what Minecraft is. And he was like, I really want Minecraft. I was like, okay. And he started playing it. And he's like, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know, pal. I've never played this and I barely understand the setup. So like, <laughs> you kind of got to figure it out. Like I can't really help you. Um, so he didn't love it. And Luigi's mansion, he gets frustrated because he's not great. And sort of like 3d, you know, like moving around the screen in 3d. Yeah. He's not really great at yet. Um, so those games are sort of collecting dust. I will play Luigi's Mansion. But anyway, yeah, I have the same habits and that if I'm not immediately good at a video game, I have no interest in it. <laughs> well, the the whole point of this real quick, Schlong, and then I'll take your question. But the, the whole point of this was uh, I went in and I asked them because they said, oh, we see you have Fight Forever pre-ordered that. Don't forget it comes out on the 29th. I said, yeah, I wanted to ask, are you guys doing the like elite edition or whatever it is they're not um i think you can only get that direct through 
uh, yeah, I mean, whoever's doing it, THQ or AEW or whoever. You can do it on PlayStation as well. Um, oh, maybe I digital do everything. only. Yeah, I do digital only uh, simply because I don't have the storage for real games. I know you don't own them, but I just don't have the storage. Uh, I'll do it. I'll probably get it on my PlayStation because it's I use my PlayStation for more of the kind of games that aren't as graphic heavy. I would say with by the way, with the way I, my I got my nephews into video games and the way I got them into Minecraft was a good one because I knew it wouldn't offend anyone. But the way I got them into it was by playing with them like they found it because I, I would just do stupid, silly things and they would love it. So that's just my one piece of advice there. Fuck you, Kate. It is not something it is not something that I'm into. So like yeah. I I was watching him just n- try to navigate and I was like, this looks like it sucks. I enjoy it, but that's because it's mindless. See, Mrs. Money plays Animal Crossing, and he asked to play that. And he's, of course, a game we already have. That's like all he's playing now. So it's like, okay, I burned 80 bucks for. No, if Mrs. Money plays Animal Crossing, she might be able to get into Minecraft and help him there. That's what I said. I was like, you might get into Minecraft, but I don't know if she's that into Minecraft. So we'll see. But that's it, guys. That's all I got for news and notes, unless anybody else has something to add. Schlong shaking his head no. Kate looks like she might throw up. No, I just had a hiccup. <laughs> okay. Uh, so CM then, Punk's coming back to Collision this weekend. Yeah, we know. Okay. We know. So I'm making sure that we got that in there. Any cases will, in the G1? Fighting I, will have to, I will have to watch it uh, after the fact, so I'll be avoiding everything until like Sunday night. I guess I do um, all the spoilers. I'm just going to mute the chat. Uh, I'll be in Boston, so I will not be. Whoa. Never been, and I'm uh, I'm going for a concert, but um, but I'm I've got tickets to the Yankee game Friday night. I hope it's not going to rain. It looks like there's a chance of rain right now, so I'm like, you're going to rain. a concerto? Ah, <laughs> huh? sure. Like the, the yeah, the, I know. The I know. There's... No, I keep those worlds separate shameful <laughs> <laughs> so uh why don't we wrap it up kate why don't you tell the people where you're at uh you can find me at miss kate fabe on twitter but you can also find me on fightful select on mondays the fightful main channel tuesday thursday and friday that will be switching to a smackdown only review because the rampage and collision reviews are going to get folded into each other but wednesdays Right here at the Mark Order Podcast and Excite Wrestling. Not two weekends from now, but the last weekend going into July. I will be on commentary. So hang out there. It'll be the last show at the Oakdale Mall, sadly. Bummer. Getting booted. New ownership. So we'll find out what happens next. That's stupid. Because, you know, malls are doing so well that they can afford to just boot people. Oh, yeah. Especially in Binghamton, New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you pay your rent through the pandemic. That's how they treat you. Why not? They got their money. Uh, Schlong, why don't you tell the people what you're up to? You can find me here every Wednesday at 1015 talking all things all elite. Then you can interact with me on Twitter at Mark Order Pod. Just don't be a dickhead. And that's it. And I very much like Schlong can be heard here Wednesday nights on the Mark Order podcast. Uh, you can find us on all social platforms at Mark Order Pod. As Ryan said, Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, so make sure you go out there, look us up, and uh, give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Whatever you can do, that helps us greatly. If you go to one of our social platforms, you can go to our link tree. We have everything linked to make it easy for you. And again, as I've mentioned in the first hour, uh, follows, subscribes, rates, reviews, all of that stuff takes you a couple minutes. Doesn't cost you anything, but it does help us out. The the little time it takes you to do that helps us out greatly. So if you can help us out, please, please do that. I expect um, it. Kate expects it. She also expects that if you want to get on the wait list for the next wave of stickers, you can also go to that link tree and fill out the brand new form we have. So just click the button to request free stickers, fill out the Google form. And once we get new stickers in, we will send you out some of them for free. We still have version one, the square one version two. This is my last copy of version two, which is why I didn't send it out. And we have the brand new version three, uh, that will be coming in the next batch of stickers. So get your requests in. We'll send out as many as we can. And then we might have to pause it because I can't be running through stickers like crazy. Uh, but get them in. We'll get you in the queue and we will send them out. Uh, I sent out like 20 last week. Uh, so a bunch of people should be hopefully getting them in the mail. And if you did get stickers and you're listening, send us a picture. Let us know you got your stickers and uh, we're happy to to retweet and share all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you'd like to. And Kate says you should yeah. head over to our pro wrestling tea store uh, and get yourself a Mark Order podcast T-shirt or two, you know, or, or collect four. the whole set. Right. The button or the link is directly in the link tree to make it easy for you. But you can also go directly to pro wrestling dot com slash Mark Order pod. Or if you're just searching around Pro Wrestling Tees, you can search for Mark Order Podcast. We will pop right up. We've got four shirts, two front prints, two double-sided prints. So pick what you like. And, uh, you know, uh, we thank you for any future orders. Uh, any money you spend there goes directly back into uh, this show. Things like reordering stickers or, uh, you know, doing uh, doing some getting some stuff to do production. It all helps. So we thank you in advance for that. Um, thanks to everybody watching along live tonight. Don't forget the T-shirts. Thanks for everybody watching along live tonight. Uh, we had uh, Mark Will checking in late. Uh, of course, Jesse Ozog, uh, Cabbage Sensei, 1LT Photo, Slonamite, uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe, Scott George, Jesse Ozog. I'm saying your name again. I know that. Uh, Gordon Post. Uh, Jesse Ozog, third time. Uh, Pedro, uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe, second time. I don't know why. Sorry. Rob Humphrey, Scott George, second time for you too. Asian Joe, uh, Jesse Ozog, fourth time. You're still number one to me, damn it. Uh, and everybody else, because I'm not scrolling all the way back through. But thank you for those of you watching along and chatting along live tonight. Uh, we see you guys chatting along. We don't get to always read all your, uh, all your responses and stuff like that, but we definitely see you in there and we think it's awesome. You're interacting with each other and making friends, uh, in this wrestling community. Um, uh, if you're listening in podcast form, we appreciate you too. We already threw out the please rate, subscribe review. It helps us out. And if you've never checked us out in video form, feel free to go over to our YouTube. All of these videos live on, on YouTube. So you can check out 
the archives. Kate, do you I have anything to say? expect you to check it out in video form. And I also expect you to check it out in podcast form if you're watching this video right now and give us five stars. Please do. Expect it. It's expected. And if you don't, you know, buy a t-shirt or subscribe, rate, review, um, that means that you don't support somebody. Who is that, Kate? A woman. Me. I.E. You don't support women. Okay. It's a valid, valid argument. Valid. And as we said earlier, um, Ryan and Kate will be doing a show for the first episode of Collision. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned. Um, we'll chat about that, guys, because I'll set I'll set everything up for Saturday and we'll figure out uh, it's going to be a watch along or it's going to be a, a post. So uh, but make sure you check it out um, to see Kate gush about CM Punk and his return to AEW, as well as all of the other action and thoughts on the very first episode of Collision. And I'm sure I'll have something I want to add uh, uh, when I return on Wednesday night and with the rest of you, Marks, uh, next Wednesday. So, Kate, Ryan, always a pleasure. Back at you, Thank fella. Thank you. Kate's blowing kisses. Been fun. Ryan is combing his beard. Thank you. Uh, so uh, tune in next week, and uh, we'll see you here again. Tune in Saturday. And then tune in next week uh, when we'll be back here on the Mark Order Podcast. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.